Hello, everybody. It is January 7th, and I'm just being informed it is, in fact, the year 2020, and this is our first <laughs> podcast of the year 2020, if you don't include ones that we recorded before 2020, because we did that with one of them or two of them, I don't know. Who can say? It's impossible to tell. There's no way of knowing. Uh, I am uh, the host of Fan with. The Fanbyte Podcast, Stephen Strum, managing editor of Fanbyte.com. I am joined, as usual, by Merit K. I, okay, yeah, I'm still. I gotta tell you guys about my fucking day, but. <laughs> well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through everybody real quick, yeah. and then we're gonna start immediately okay. with your stuff because I need yeah. to hear what what happened. Because yeah. we are also joined by Nikki Grayson. Hi, hello. And Danielle Riendo. Hi, it's 2020, and I've got. 2020 vision, everybody. Hindsight is 2020, and oops, everything is bad. Whoops. Okay, so we're just going to get right into it. We just hit record like five seconds ago, but I do need to hear what Merritt has been like jonesing to tell all of us uh, for the last like 15 minutes. Okay. So as you know, I had a doctor's appointment earlier in the day, which took me into Manhattan. Right. And... The timing was such that I was getting back basically just in time to start recording. And the plan was that when I got back, I was first going to take out the Christmas tree because Christmas has been defeated for another year. <laughs> yes. We put it, we put it away. It we sealed away the Krampus. Yeah. You got uh, it. And I was going to put that out real quick with the help of my roommate. And then I was going to hop on the podcast. So... I grabbed the tree, and real spiky, by the way. I don't know if you've mm, handled yes. a really <laughs> dry uh, Christmas tree, but they get really sharp. Oh, oh, sharp. oh, you had an organic tree, like a tree tree. Yeah, no, I had an organic, uh, cruelty-free tree. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, if I had a fake one, I wouldn't throw it out. I'd just keep it. But um, So the plan was, you know, we just, the two of us, lift it, take it out, leave it on the on the sidewalk because it's, collection day for christmas trees in brooklyn Mm. is that a thing yeah they have a special day for them where they take them and mulch them huh yeah so um that's pretty cool but uh the problem with this plan was that as we (laughs) sort of like were brushing off our hands my roommate eric was like you have your keys right oh Oh, no. no and i was like Mm, I don't because I put them back in my bag, which I put down. And the normal thing that in my apartment that we do, if you have to like run out for something like you're taking out the trash, is you turn the deadbolt. Um, but like, so that prevents the door from closing. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. I had forgotten to do that. Uh-huh. And oh, no. we, we do have another roommate, but he works uh, until like eight or nine most days. Oh. Uh, additionally. Neither of us had our phones. Ah. So we were locked out of our apartment. Not, we could get in the building, but not back into our apartment. Right. And had no way of communicating with anyone about this. We knocked on every other door in our building. No one answered. No one was home. (laughs) And um, because my plan at that point was like, okay, my room, for some reason, is the only one in our apartment that doesn't have bars over the window. So theoretically, I love where this is going. It is possible. Oh no, it gets better. Theoretically, it would be possible if we had access to the backyard to 
to get in through that window. Theoretically, I mean, probably it would be very difficult, but... I, can you... I need one detail here. What floor is your apartment? First floor. First floor. Okay. So... so no, no climbing involved. No parkour. Well... Okay. <laughs> funny, funny you said that. Because they're, the only way to get into the backyard, because the, the buildings are... Like, there's no through fares between the buildings because they're just big apartment blocks, right? So the only way into the backyard is through either our apartment or our neighbors. They weren't home. (laughs) So Uh what we decide to do is, okay, we can get onto the roof. And we were very careful to put something uh, to prevent the door to the roof from closing because that would have sort of taken our situation from bad to worse, right? Uh Yeah. (laughs) Um, And also I should point out that it's not freezing today, but my roommate didn't have his coat on. He just had a t-shirt because he just... And it's like 40. It's it's not not, warm. It's It's not not warm. It's just not bad. It's not bad, but like... It's still cold. Yeah. It's not t-shirt weather in Brooklyn in January. And (laughs) so we're on the roof and um, Eric is like, okay, wait, what what if our door to the yard is open, like unlocked. We could get in that way. And I was like, oh, that, yeah. But how do we get down? And so we're like, oh, there's a fire escape, obviously. Right. This fire escape, like, is the most rickety, rusted looking <laughs> hunk of metal I've ever seen in my life. And like, once you get down to the actual floors, there are stairs, which also like, they don't look good. But to right. get down from the roof to the stairs is just a sheer ladder. And it's like a 10-foot drop down to the oh, stairs. God. So, like, if you fall, I mean, that's it, basically. You're, you're, you're talking about a device that... <laughs> you're talking about a device that Jackie Chan would, like, climb down to beat, a, like, a villain over the head with. Right? Yeah, I mean, he would sort of slide down it yeah. and, and do, like, a cool flip and then pick up a, a trash can and, like playing them on someone's head probably mm-hmm. so it's not that one of those of like it's not one of the ones that drop it's not that oh but okay. it is just really flimsy and like it's a long ladder and like a vertical just like a straight up and down ladder so i'm like okay there's no way i'm climbing on the outside of that because <laughs> if it breaks i don't know the last time someone climbed up this thing so i'm like i'm gonna wedge myself in between the ladder and the wall and sort of shimmy down uh- that way because <laughs> That way, it's much harder for me to fall. And if I do, there's, like, I can just catch the ladder or whatever. So I wedge myself in there and, like, shimmy down. And the whole time, I'm just, like, okay, so if the door isn't open, then I guess I'm going to do the window thing. But, like, my brain is, like, okay, there. I don't know if I can get that window open. Like, I might just have to break the window. I was going to say, like, what what do you do with the window from up, from the outside? I mean... I don't know. It's possible. Do you like, have a Slim Jim? What did like, you do? Yeah. Well, I, I wasn't really... That was sort of like my, my hope was like, okay. But um, and I make my way down this like fire escape. And it's like I have never gone up or down that fire escape before. And it just... Like, it felt like it was going to fall apart. Like, at right. any second, those stairs could have just given way. And like, at this point, I was just like, I don't know. Fuck it. Whatever. I have to get on this podcast. So like... <laughs> I gave my roommate my coat because I was wearing like a a trench and um, just start climbing down this thing and take this to remember me by Eric, please. Yeah. (laughs) No, I didn't want it to get caught, but um, 
I was like, there's no point in you climbing down. Like, let me see what's up and then whatever. So like, I finally get down there and I'm like, there's no way the back door is going to be open. Like, that's terrible OPSEC. There's no way. <laughs> and like, so what you have to understand about our apartment situation is that we have a basement uh, floor. We have like the main floor in the basement and mm. so does the apartment next to us. And there's only one door into the backyard and that door goes into this little like boot room, which has doors that open into our basement and their basement. Okay. So not only one, but two doors had to have been unlocked for this to work. Oh, wow. So <laughs> the first door opens and I'm like, okay. Like, so I'm, I'm in the, I'm in this like nether zone now. Um, with like no light and just like garbage, like not garbage, but it's like no one ever uses that room for anything. So it just has like, I don't know, just implements. It, in it. it looks like the Allen tutorial room. It's just like strange yeah. garbage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, there's no way. I'm like, I try the handle and it miraculously is unlocked. And I was just like, wow. thank God for whichever one of us <laughs> had such terrible opsec that we just left the door to our apartment open um and i mean really like you could only get in through the backyard and like to do that you would have to either go through like climb a fence over the alley like you'd have to be Mm. really dedicated and Uh, you'd have to know that those and you'd have to know that those doors were open open. and then like my trials weren't actually over at that point they were like mostly done but it was like just one more just like one more little like kick kick in the ass which was there are no lights on in our basement and there's no light switch by that door (sighs) And that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Like, I, I could just sort of, like, find my way across. Except I have a cat. And famously, cats can see in the dark but don't realize that people can't. And right. so I was so <laughs> afraid that I was going to step on my cat that I'm just crawling across the carpet to get to a lamp. And finally hit it. And then finally turn it on. And she's standing, like, right in front of me. And if I had taken, like, another step, I would have stepped on her. Oh, and uh, I was just like, oh, my God. And then, uh, yeah, so, like, it lasted precisely long enough that, like, we were both just like, oh, that was kind of fun. That was, like, a fun little adventure. <laughs> if it had gone on any longer, it would have been like, wow, this is uh, really annoying. <laughs> this yeah. is terrible. But as it was, it was kind of like an Assassin's Creed sort of thing. <laughs> and, uh, right. You yeah. did murder the Pope at the end of all this. That's the crucial right. thing. Well, I think the podcast is my target, you know? <laughs> yeah. No right. walls yeah. uh-huh. can stop me. Um, uh-huh. So that's what I went through to get on this podcast today. <sighs> so, no, dedication. What, so how much XP did you get? Oh, man. <laughs> you would not believe. But I I did just, like, uh, go on the, the EA store or whatever, the Maxis mm-hmm. store. Who, who makes that one? Who makes this? Which one? Origin. Who made Origin? That's what I went on the I Origin know. store and just like bought like an, a new sword. You know, I, I feel like I deserved it after oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, who makes Assassin's Creed? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you oh. meant, like, who makes this podcast? And I was like, us? What? <laughs> um, yeah, that, that would be Ubisoft or sorry, Ubisoft. Uh, I think it's Maxis, but um, okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Assassin's so, Creed and SimCity. Creed. So here I am. Rocky like a hurricane. Well, Merritt, I'm so glad that you survived your ordeal and didn't get... I'm 
just picturing you getting stopped at that second door and just like, well, I live in this weird negative zone now, and I'm just going to be podcasting my from my phone in the dark among the trash. Yeah, but no, 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 no. You, you don't. You forget that I didn't even have my phone. Right. Yes. Shit. I had no way of communicating with you that mm-hmm. I had been like stranded. Right. Yeah. Death oh. stranded. Death mm-hmm. stranded. Right there in you know the what? middle zone. Give me one second. I gotta go. I gotta go close the door real quick. Yeah, that sounds like you have a lot of doors to close and lock, perhaps, in the future. Yeah, it's, it's like a, you know, it's kind of like a Hotel Mario situation. <laughs> New York burglars, don't listen to this. Close your ears. <laughs> <laughs> close all your ears. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah, the, the sticky bandits, don't okay. listen. Okay, yeah, here I am. Uh, <laughs> the sticky bandits! Uh, oh. uh, but yeah, no, it, it was sort of, like, funny, but then also, like, Wow, if I weren't who I am, probably I would have like a knock on the door from the police. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just one of those well, things. a casual break in to your yeah. place. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do, you have to, I think it's like a law that you have to do that at least twice a year. Mm. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nikki, what? Because you've, I've made enough mistakes where I've locked my keys inside of my house mm. and I've had to, there was at, I don't live there anymore, so I, it's fine. At my <laughs> parents' place, I had a paint uh, stripper tool thing buried mm. in the flower bed in my backyard <laughs> in the same spot that I would use to shimmy open the window mm. to get in Incredible. from the backyard. So yeah, you did about... have like a sort of makeshift Slim Jim situation. Yes. yes. Okay. So, okay. So you planned ahead. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's so smart. So I've never, I've never had to do this, but I have had to do some very weird things on nine one one calls <laughs> that were like oh, adjacent oh. to this. Like what? Like, so probably the most relevant uh, is like, so well, if if you go to a scene and there's like a dead body, you have to like establish if it looks suspicious or not. Mm. So you kind of have to see if like, oh, there's blood here or oh, there's like this stuff looks uh, like this. You have to do like this like very amateur hour uh, like forensic stuff, but probably the most intense is like if you go to a hoarder situation, you have to move things around your patient. And it's like stacks and stacks of trash and wrappers and food and all kinds of stuff where you just have to like maneuver things in such a way that you can now like establish contact and like lift your person up. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, so far, no no break-ins so far. Okay. That's good. Yeah. One uh, time I threw my, this is, I promise this is tangentially relevant. One time in my college dorm in San Francisco my junior year, I accidentally threw my phone out of the second story um, <laughs> bathroom window. Um, <laughs> because it's in a, in a comedy of errors, I dropped my phone. And you know the thing where it's like, oh, I'll kick my phone so it doesn't hit the ground, because that's smart and better. Mm-hmm. I did punt it out of the window. Um, and the <laughs> how other side did of you the kick fence, it? Or how uh, low was hard. this window? The window was too low, and I did kick it too hard. So it was a perfect combination um and then the the other side of the fence that the window the window led to was a hospital so i did have to call the hospital to the get in it was a whole thing right and then and when did they, they say did they say like 
No, I, I watch. I've listened to true crime podcasts. No, you can't come in to get your phone. I know what this is. Uh, I thought it was going to be like a sort of like Sandlot situation, and he did have to run from the big dog that guards the hospital patients. Oh my god. Uh, I have not really ever been seriously locked out of my building before, but I do live on the third floor of my uh, apartment, and I do often find myself in situations where I think about get accidentally getting locked out and looking at the uh, balconies that connect uh, up from the bottom floor to my floor and think to myself, you know, I could make that. Yeah, I could make that. I feel like, yeah, that's like such a thing of like looking at some like frankly ludicrous situation and being like uh-huh. yeah if i had to i definitely could and then if you ever do have to it's like you absolutely won't like there's no way no i'm gonna like fall and like break your neck 100 percent every time fall, fall nothing merit like i went uh i worked out i exercised uh yesterday morning for the first oh, time nice. since i played ring fit the week that it came out <laughs> and i went to what did you do i went to a pool i yes um I love swimming. I uh, yeah. used to go swimming a lot. I used to do a lot of things when I was a kid. I was like a weirdly buff child. I might have mentioned this on the podcast before. <laughs> but I, I would have remembered if you okay. described yourself as buff a weirdly child. buff child. There I are, love that. There are pictures of me as like six years old with like a six pack. And it's just like, that's... Oh, oh wait. No, I do remember this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's very good. Yeah. That used to have... I should dig up one of those pictures one day. But... Um, I, but I have not done that in a, quite a long time or, or anything really like that in a really long time because no, my parents can't force me anymore. Um, and, <laughs> but I still do love swimming and I haven't been swimming very seriously for a while until a aquatic center with an Olympic-sized pool opened up not too long ago. And on one of my last dates with my last boyfriend, I learned about this and went swimming with them. Finally went back by myself yesterday and swam for about 45 minutes. I was like... Hmm. You know, this is yeah. This is a little bit harder than I remember it. You know, like I, it's fine. I still, it's like riding a uh, a bike. I was gonna say riding a horse. That's not the thing. Uh, you know, people do that, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get the idea though. It's like it's like oh, okay. It's, it's all coming back to me. It's slightly harder than I remember. Got out of the water. About one minute later, I was very convinced that I was going to throw up and die. Uh, <laughs> For about 15 straight minutes after that. Like, you know how sometimes when you feel really bad or really nauseous or really whatever, and you think, yeah. like, well, I'm just going to be like this forever now. Like, this is just yep. never going to stop. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was a so lot of that. I, did you do your, your kickboard cool down? I don't know what that is, and I did not use a kickboard. <laughs> so, like, I swim a lot, actually, for fitness, and especially if, like, my wrist is hurting or something, which is, like, my permanent injury that you know, is the bane of my existence. And I'm sure I'd, I'd clearly be the best person ever at wrestling if it weren't for my wrist. Huh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I, I swim a it. lot. I swim a lot. And the best thing to do, this is some, some real life advice right here, is my first lap and my last lap, I always do is like a gentle kickboard. Okay. Like you just get one of the little kickboards. I go to the Y. I don't know. I love the Y. The Y is great. And like they always have like some kickboards right by the right by the pool, and you can just use that as like a nice cool down. Because what happens is you're basically going back to like your full weight all of a sudden after right. being in a pool for oh. however long, and so like your heart is just like what the fuck is happening for a little while. So yeah, like a little a little cool down lap. And if you don't have a kickboard, that's fine. You could just like 
float and kick a little, you know, like for a lap or two. Right. It helps. I knew that going in because I was doing like actual like sets and things like that, but I yeah. did fuck it up so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I did go in and it was just like, you know, I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna do freestyle because that's what I you know kind of remember yeah, doing the hell most. Yeah. And I was like, you know. I, I used to swim all the time. I love being in the water. It's one of my favorite things in the world to do. Legitimately, I do I, I yeah. do love swimming, and I haven't gotten to do it in a long time, par partially because the l closest place with a pool to me is like a public pool that's only open during the summer, and it's mm -hmm. always mm -hmm. completely packed, and it's impossible to get around. There's a Y, but it's downtown, and I'd have to drive all the way there and get a membership, whereas this place, it's just like, nope, you can just pay to access the pool, and that's it. Nice. Um... But I was like, okay, I'm going to do freestyle. I'll try to take it easy. And I was like, remembered, oh, wait, actually, this is super fucking hard. So <laughs> I was like, my warm-up ended up being, like, the hardest thing I did the entire time. And then I did a bunch of backstroke-type stuff as cooldown, then did sets. And then I was just like, I, I need to be done. <laughs> and instead of doing a cooldown, I just got out of the water. <laughs> gotcha. um, and then gotcha. it was that's when it got bad. Um, cooldowns are your friend, my friend. Yeah. I didn't see any kickboards or anything there while I was there, so maybe you just like is. a super like legit like just float and just mm -hmm. kick a little, you okay. know, like a, just as long as you just go very slow for like two minutes at the end, it will save you a lot of uh, extreme sadness afterwards. Okay, yeah, <laughs> well, that's good to know because I'm going back tomorrow. I'm I'm gonna try and go every Monday, Wednesday, Friday from now on. Hell so. yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah doing it i'm doing the thing i need to get prepared for the fitness video that we're definitely going to record in uh, boston yeah. this year so. we're gonna have so much fun uh now we have to do it because we said it on the podcast right? uh-huh <laughs> yeah keeping myself uh, keep, uh, good i'm keeping myself uh honest i'm keeping you honest uh anybody yep. else wants to join in on this i'll keep you guys honest yeah, we can that's do like a whole routine. It's gonna be great. You have to pay everything off. If it's if it says if it's said on the podcast and it doesn't get paid off in 2020, we each individually owe every listener five dollars. <laughs> we have a massive, massive jar. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, uh, video games. Video games. <laughs> right. As everyone knows, this is a video game podcast, like you can probably guess from the topics we've discussed so far, like breaking and entering and puking. <laughs> <laughs> the two things you do. The you two know, things you in do life. in video games. Yeah, in <laughs> yeah. games. I've played Postal. Um, yeah. Uh, we're going to do something a little bit different this week because uh, we I, a couple of us played a bunch of games over the break, but I don't think it's anything that we haven't really talked about at like before or anything that's like super new uh, or particularly interesting. Unless people want to hear about Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. Who? <laughs> well, there you go. So what I was planning on doing and uh, was kind of going over we discussed we discussed this but for the listeners uh we were probably just going to do a super original idea that no other podcasts have done before us where we go down the 2020 release schedule for games in chronological order and kind of uh talk about the games that we uh think maybe the most interesting or at least the most worth talking about in general uh i did pare this list down pretty significantly from the one that i found online it is still way too fucking long so <laughs> we are not going to talk about every single thing on here at length 
Um, but we are going to uh, kind of go through it, uh, list stuff off, and if uh, multiple people want to have a conversation about it, we'll have a conversation and all kind of like you know put like a soft time limit on it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna literally stopwatch people. I don't think, but I'll I'll keep an eye on things, see if it goes for more than five minutes, if and maybe try to have it wrapped up by there if uh, some of these go a little bit long. Uh, does that sound okay to everybody? Do we want to just move oh, on yeah. to that? that I think that's good. great. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, uh, sorry, I do have a very quick question. Yeah. Is Agumon in that one that you mentioned? Yeah, Agumon and Gabumon both uh, major okay, major good. players. It's a good, good. It Yo, that game is actually pretty good, just FYI. Okay. Um, <laughs> good All right, let's do this. All right. <clears throat> Big games with announced dates <laughs> for 2020, according to... <laughs> It's saying here, January 7, 2019, fan with show notes is the document I'm reading right yeah, now. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, 2019. That's good. Shit, <laughs> it is. 20- god damn it. Oh, my God. Okay. It's okay. I changed it. Um, big games. Uh, Monster Hunter World Iceborne for PC. Uh, uh, what? What? Oh, oh. Has it not gotten a PC? No. They keep- is you know it like what? a situation where uh, they're out of sync? Uh, yeah. It's like, That's at so this cool. point, I'm like, okay, I don't know. Like, my PS4 is downstairs now, and I haven't really touched mm. it since Death Stranding, which I need to finish. And I'm like, do I want to just play Monster Hunter on the PS4, or should I just get it for PC now? But right. that's the extent of my thoughts. Yeah, that's same here. I've talked about uh, Monster Hunter at length on this podcast before. Um, uh, the events in that game, like, the in- like it, this is going to launch with all previously released DLC, but, like, they still get DLC, the free updates, later than the PS4 version um. after that. So, like, I cannot wait for that stuff, so I play it on PS4, even though it doesn't run that as well. That makes sense. Uh, after that, we've got Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Kakarot. Oh, wow. That's I another feel like... name for the, for the Gokus, right? That's, yes. That's Goku's every Goku's first name. Yeah. Oh. I think we've been over oh, this. Sorry. Sorry oh, sorry. It's Goku. Noise. It's Goku. He's here. <laughs> Goku is here. Yeah, we said his name three times. Goku has arrived. <laughs> One second. I'll be back. Keep talking about Dragon Ball. Wait, did we explain the plumber? <laughs> we did not. Here's, we talked about a brief explanation. My, I have a plumber here to fix my shower, and I have to let them in. BRB. That's totally fine. Five minutes later, the plumber is going to be our new co-host, and he's going to talk about how he had to get in through the backyard, and there was two locked doors, you see, but he had to go down a ladder first to get inside of Nikki's apartment. Sorry, I've returned. Uh, It was not the plumber, it was wine. (laughs) (laughs) Time to be alive. Oh, my God. A box of wine did arrive at my home. Who sent it? Uh, My partner's, one of my partner's close friends, as like a gift. Oh, They've been trying nice. to send it to us for the better part of a week, but we weren't home. Mm-hmm. So you, the UPS person has been coming and like leaving notes on the door, but oh. finally. Okay, we cool. Home. Cool. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Merit, I feel like you're probably the one to talk to about this. Actually, Nikki and Danielle, do you guys have any knowledge of Dragon Ball at all? I so have a hat with Goku on it, and that's all I know. All right. Yeah, and I know that there are seven. seven is it seven? There are seven Six? Dragon Balls. Okay, so there are seven Dragon Balls. Well, and they contain okay. There are also so the Black no, Star Dragon Balls. There are I don't also know the Super Dragon, Dragon Balls. Merritt, <laughs> uh, do you want to? Do you want to? I want to talk about this a tiny bit. Yeah, I feel like this is the Dragon Ball game that literally nobody asked for. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't know who this game is for, and I played it at. I want to say E three. Yeah, we saw it together at E three. Yes. Yeah. At the at the Namdai Banco. <laughs> 
Good booth. That's what they are. Nam uh, Dibanko, the creator of Dragon Ball. I feel like... I don't know. It's just funny to think, like, we used to live in a world where, like, every Dragon Ball game was so exciting because, like, we didn't have that many in the States. What? Like, for weirdly, the SNES ones came out in, like, European and South American <laughs> regions, but, like, didn't uh-huh. come out in the U.S. Um, so all my ROMs of them when I was a kid were French for some reason. Oh, wow. But I don't know. It's, like, the year 2020, and... um I feel like making a Dragon Ball game about Goku that, like, isn't even about Super, like, it's just, like, about the Z series is, like, why? Like, why? Who wanted this? Like, I don't know. I feel like there were some really... This decade, there were some really good and big Dragon Ball games. Like, Xenoverse was a big deal. maybe, Maybe it was just a big deal for me personally because... I was such like a, a Dragon Ball mark growing up, and the the fact that you can finally <laughs> like make your own character and just be friends with Goku, like it's pure fan service, but it was fun. And mm-hmm. like maybe the online combat wasn't very good, but like the game itself was fun. And then uh, Fighters, which is a game I'd never played because like I don't really have any interest in tournament fighters, but that's apparently really good. And, it is, uh, yeah. And they have an in-universe justification for why Yamcha can fight uh, fucking Majin Buu. <laughs> Everyone has been depowered except Yamcha. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that game uh, is very good and, like, really understands, like, what people want. Much yeah. like Dragon Ball Super, to a certain extent, it, like, understands that, like, the people who grew up with Dragon Ball are old enough now where they are willing to take the piss out of the thing that they liked and, you know, just want the fan service to a certain extent. Yeah, like, I don't know. I would be way more excited if this were a Dragon Ball game. If this were like, Mm. oh, we're retelling the story of Dragon Ball. Because then it's like, that's early Toriyama where he's just doing wacky hijinks before he got roped into making Shonen forever. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. When I played this at E3, I, like, wasn't really that impressed with it. I'm probably going to end up playing it if only just to, like, write some guides and things. But, like... The only thing that I am really excited about about this game is that there is, in fact, a mission <laughs> where Goku has to learn how to drive. Yes. <laughs> because Chi-Chi is pregnant uh-huh. and his wife, Chi-Chi, and she's like, you have to... I th- Wait, is this why? Is that why? I forget if that's why. Uh-huh. I might be mixing this up with Peep Show where uh, <laughs> Mark <laughs> has to learn to drive uh, because his... this person he got pregnant wants him to drive her to the hospital uh for some reason goku has to learn to drive i don't remember why so he and piccolo in this um filler arc not even an arc it's like one episode yeah it's one episode the filler episode they go to driving school and learn to drive even though they can fly right and i think at this point goku can just teleport yeah this Uh, is post um frieza so that's post frieza so goku can literally just like not move super fast, but like teleport, like through dimensions and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, he has to learn to drive because Chi Chi is like, uh, it's not really clear. She just sort of wants some semblance of normality, I think. Yeah, she's constantly trying to get him to like get a normal job and stuff too. Like that's kind of a that's kind of Chi Chi's entire character in yeah. Dragon Ball Z post not great, Dragon Ball. Really, no. she doesn't really have anything to do, much like the rest of the cast who aren't Saiyans. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see what that's like. 
Because there is a screenshot of Goku driving a car while he is a Super Saiyan. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> why? Do you, do you have to, like, does that make you better at driving a car, too? Probably. Right? I mean, better it resources. certainly increases its visibility. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like wearing safety orange, but it's safety blonde hair. Yeah. Oh, Nikki's got something from us from the Dragon Ball Wiki, which is a screenshot of a header that says objects and then a bullet point that says car. <laughs> so hey literally the very first episode of dragon ball z a car is a major factor that farmer finds is the first person to discover reddits and then he does get shot directly into his car to death oh yeah oops. yeah oops um anyway i don't care about dragon ball z anymore like i care about it insofar as like it spawned all kinds of weird self-referential humor yeah. and stuff but like I feel like what they're going to do with this game is just have like some little side story things. And then it's mostly just going to be like, Hey, yeah. go fight Frieza. Which, which we've done. So that was why these games kind of went away for a while is because yeah. like, and it was why Xenoverse and fighters were so exciting. Cause Xenoverse and fighters were like, at least Xenoverse was kind of a retelling of those things, but it like remixed it because it was all time travel and nonsense. Um, and fighters was like literally like post uh, Dragon Ball Z, maybe pre super, I think in terms of the story. Um, and it was like telling a completely new tale, but like throughout the PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three era of uh, Dragon Ball games, the Tenkaichi and Budokai series, it was just like here's the story of Dragon Ball Z from the stuff that happened in um, the Raditz stuff, the the Saiyan saga, up to like mm, sometimes Cell, sometimes Majin Buu, and then you would just replay those story beats again and again and again and again, and it was every one of those games, and it's like. I'm done. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. And, like, I think maybe that's the thing where we, you and I, Merritt, are old enough to remember when that era of games was still happening. And maybe for, like, younger fans, I guess, maybe this is an Yeah, there are teens who love Dragon Ball, so maybe they're really psyched for it. Yeah, and, um, maybe. I love seeing a teen wearing, like, a Goku's, like, <laughs> Turtle School hoodie or mm -hmm. something. Like, it's just, like, I love that teens are into Dragon Ball. Anyway, uh, who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to call it there on uh, Kakarot. <laughs> A weird name. Um, next, we got Journey to the Savage Planet. Sorry, we do have to say it's Google's. Yes, sorry. Typhoon Studios. <laughs> Wait, what? To the Savage Google sorry. bought this company. When? Yeah, Google bought the studio uh, like, like two weeks ago. Like yeah, like last month. Oh yeah. my god. Well, yeah. Nikki and I played this at PAX. Yes. Um, do you guys want to talk about it at all? Yeah, Nikki, what do you think about it? Um, I, I don't. The, having time separating when we played it at Paxent now, I don't know if I'm going to really come around to this one mm -hmm. because I don't know if any of the mechanics were particularly exciting to me Yeah, mm. in a way that is going to draw me into spending the amount of time that that game wants. Well, actually, they said it was spend. pretty short, though. They did say it was pretty short. Can they said they did say that they made it with the intention that it would be finished. Can it's you, like a 20-hour um, game. How, what kind of game is this? What What is Journey to the Savage Planet? Um, if I'm remembering correctly, it's like No Man's Sky, except without the space parts. So it's just on so a like you're, Yeah, you're on the... You've been dropped off by a corporation. Kind of like... Um, there's like a corporation board that is kind of like the situation in Outer Ooh. Worlds. Um, and you've been sent to a planet and or and or I think it's just the one planet. You've been sent to the planet basically to catalog everything on the planet. And then there's like huh. missions and quests and stuff. And you like take pictures of the 
animals and plants. Oh, there's um, a lot of Metroid Prime in it, actually. Like, oh, you do huh. like the scanning feels exactly like Metroid Prime. Um, like, there's a scan visor and like button that you do to like get things in your database uh, with like the same kind of like two or three second lag. Uh, there's like a lot of. I think there is some crafting, and I think it is kind of like a Metroid. So there's like you unlock different areas, but it isn't. Like, it, it is supposed to have an ending. Like, when we talked huh. to the people who made it, they were like, oh, yeah, we like, we want it to be, like, beatable, like a 20-hour game or something. So, like, that, for me, is the redeeming factor because it looks like something that would go on forever. But if it is, like, a fairly tight first-person experience, then that's pretty cool. Also, uh, this might seem samey in the wake of Control and Outer Worlds, but I feel like they were working on it at the same time. All yeah. of the, the corporate stuff is live action. So like... Oh, like, yeah, I did forget that. You get yeah. ads for like like meat protein substitutes or whatever oh, that man. are all yeah. like, like that was live action. Really yeah. Hmm. So cool. Yeah, it could, so be, it could be a I, surprise, but I don't know. Uh, I'm seeing this Alex Hutchinson game. Um, you know, Alex Hutchison of, uh, uh, formerly of Ubisoft, uh, worked on Far Cry 4, Assassin's Creed 3, and a couple of other things, so, so it's interesting. Okay. Uh, next we got The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. It's a Walking Dead VR game. Nope. Uh... Next we got Warcraft 3 Reforged. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I am so beyond caring about The Walking Dead anymore. I'm, like, maybe some, maybe somebody else here cares. Was this made from the, the... <sighs> contractors who might still be remnants of Telltale, or is this No, the... this is Skybound okay. Games. This is something else. Okay. Right. Okay. This is a VR gotcha. game. This is not an adventure game, as far as I know. Um, gotcha. I, I also feel like there have been 37 Walking Dead games that aren't the Telltale ones, and they've all been yeah. trash. Um, so that's just Heard kind that. of my assumption. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we've got Warcraft 3 Reforged, a remake of Warcraft 3, the game that launched a thousand mods. Uh, <laughs> any other Warcraft 3 fans in, in this group? I was 7 Okay, well I, Did you enjoy it when it. you were 7? You, you played it? No. Danielle, did you You were you did not get into like strategy stuff until Baby, like, last yeah, week. Baby was not into Was not strategy baby until like 2 years ago So, okay. yeah And Mer- Merit, did you play a lot of it? or? Uh, Yeah, I would say like I, I played a fair bit I think probably with this and Starcraft I was more into the campaigns and the mod levels than I was the actual game. But I used to do this fun thing where I would play as night elves and then detonate all my wisps and then have my my building that's like also like a tree man. Mm -hmm. Um, And your your buildings who are tree men can eat trees to regain their health. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it also destroys the trees because like they're picking them up and eating them. So I would like Mm -hmm. destroy all my units and then have my tree man eat his way to the corner of the map and then just, like, leave. Um, yeah, uh-huh. And then just, like, do something else and then come back, like, 20 minutes later and just, like, watch the replay of my opponent looking all over the map for me and, like, not being able to find me and then finally just quitting. And, uh, Beautiful. That was fun. A fun thing I like to do in that game. Uh, for me, Warcraft 3, like, I played a lot of it, like, I I beat it multiple times, like I did with a lot of strategy games back then. I was, I was more of a Command and Conquer kid. I was into the the Tiberian Suns, and, and actually Starcraft, more Starcraft, if if we want to just talk about Blizzard games. 
Um, the th the two big things about Warcraft for me is like I ended up becoming like a massive massive Dota fan, um, and the, the tree eating thing is a mechanic that like was translated into Dota in the form of tangos, which is an item that you can use in Dota to eat trees to regain health. Uh, and the other thing about that was that it was a T-rated game. Uh, which my parents would let me play at the time, um, and the night elves wore, like, weird bikini, um, things because it was fantasy and stuff like that, so as a, as a child, uh, at the time, I found that very lascivious and, um, would just, like, hang out at the menu screen a lot, looking at, like, the, uh, character select for the night elves. That was, that was a formative experience for me. <laughs> a very good time. Uh, <laughs> speaking of strategy games and, uh, old stuff... <laughs> Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics is the next game. What's this? They're making a tactics game based on the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Netflix series. Merritt and I also played this at PAX. Oh. Oh. Well, Merritt played it at PAX, and I watched Merritt play it at PAX. <laughs> Did you like um, it? This game is nothing to me. Okay. So, <laughs> like, this, <laughs> the, like, it's not, it's not this game, it's this genre of game is is absolutely nothing to me. So, Merit, I don't know if there's anything there. It seemed like a good one of those, but I don't know. I feel like if you like these, you'll probably like it. Like, if you played Fire Emblem and were like, I wish there were less uh, dating sim and more granular tactics elements. Just murder. And puppet birds that do murder. Yeah, if you wish that oh, there were right. more of more of those, then I feel like this is going to be because it's way more like Final Fantasy Tactics than like mm. New Fire Emblem because every unit has like all of these different abilities and stuff, and you have far fewer than you have in a Fire Emblem game. Okay, so there's like a lot more granularity to it, and it also, it's also like pretty hard. Like oh. I got my ass kicked like both times when I played it. And I've played, like, a fair number of these, so... Yeah, yeah. I will say it looks pretty. Like, it has that sort of uh, Captain Toad thing going on of having the, like, isometric little, like, slice of a oh. level. And it, they look kind of like little models, which I like. But I, it's so weird that it's, like, coming out so much after... So long after the TV show. Right, and it's a Netflix thing, so, like... Yeah. Who can fucking say how long that thing's going to last? It probably yeah. maybe has one more season in it, and then it'll end on a cliffhanger, and Netflix will cancel it. So, who Aww. can say? Um, speaking of which, the studio that worked on this game, I did I did look it up a little bit, but uh, the only thing they had worked on previous to this was the Stranger Th Stranger Things three, the the video game, as far as I could tell. Uh, um, sure. Yeah. Stranger Things three. <laughs> uh huh. They made a video game based on season three of Stranger Things and nothing else. What? what? Is it just in a mall with it's, ice cream? It's is like that a, all it is? Kinda. It's like a top-down um, beat-em-up. It's like a Hotline Miami. Yeah, a little bit. It's huh. like pixel art and stuff. Yeah. I don't hate that idea. Yeah. Because you said that and not anything else. Because yeah. at least that's <laughs> weird enough to be possibly interesting. They're at least trying some shit, it seems yeah. like. Like, I, the, when I think of, like, what do you make out of a Dark Crystal game? I don't think, like, a XCOM-style tactics game. It's like, oh, okay, you got my <laughs> attention a little bit, actually. Yeah, um, that's fair. I did look at the trailer, though, and it was just like, bo like, boy, this is not trying to evoke the puppet stuff at all, is it? Like, in terms of, like, the look. Um, I didn't really get any vibe. It's just like, yep, yeah, it's a 3D 3D models of that's a ske skexis ske skexis. Skexies. Okay, 
<laughs> I see we have a Skeksis uh, with us on the call. Um, okay, I like was... co- controversial take. The Skeksis are way less scary than mm. the rat babies. The mm. what now? Yeah. Um, whatever they're called. The rat North, babies. The, the rat dark babies. Crystal. Uh, I'm not finding anything. Oh, the the Gelfling? No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah, the rat babies. Okay. Gelflings are way issue, scarier. Yeah. My issue with the Skeksis is that they... <laughs> Excuse me, say that. Can you say that one more time? Skeksis. Is okay. that there's too many... <laughs> there's too many folds present, mm. and they look like they would be slimy, which is not a good texture for puppet. Right, yeah. Or for birds, really. Or for bird, yeah. yeah. So so with this the skag chase, I <laughs> I've never I don't think I've ever actually sat down and watched uh The Dark Crystal from beginning to end. This yeah. is one of those movies that was always like on at some point, like on T V and I caught half of it or whatever, and I never really understood it. However, because it was also a Henson production, Farscape, my favorite T V mm. show of all time repurposed them once in like one of the mm-hmm. goofiest fucking episodes of that show and that show was like a very goofy very dark sci-fi show where like this is the episode where there was like a body swap and the like mm-hmm. male lead went into the lady lead's body and was like playing with her boobs for like five minutes and things like that so I associate the structures with like <laughs> extremely stupid buffoonery mm-hmm. so but- I'm not as afraid of them as I am like oh no that bird that bird thing's gonna vomit it's gonna puke everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a problem. That's what I got. Yeah, I uh, I was never a Dark Crystal person either. I was always a Labyrinth kid. Uh, oh, I do love talking, the Labyrinth. Yeah. Talking. I didn't know Labyrinth was a bespoke film. The only experience that I I do love I do love that uh, Henson uses their stuff in other stuff because uh-huh. in Muppet Babies, which yes. was. There was a whole episode in Muppet Babies where they like read books, and mm-hmm. one of the stories involved Miss Piggy going into Labyrinth uh-huh. from the film Labyrinth, <laughs> and then um, and then she falls into the hand hole. Oh, and then that... she talks to the weird little rat, or not a rat, the worm thing. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's my whole experience with the with Labyrinth. That's, that's interesting to me. That's so good. That was like yeah. every episode of Muppet Babies, wasn't it? Like they always went into like Star Wars or something. Oh, right. Yeah, there was, was Star wild. Wars. There's like Kermit in a Darth Vader helmet or something, right? Yeah, probably. That's there's okay. an episode where they think that the... I, f- I swear to God, we've talked about this on the show. There's an episode <laughs> There's an episode where they overhear the nanny um, watching like a cooking special and the kids are convinced for the rest of the episode that the nanny is going to behead them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, if you are an anthropomorphic animal and you just hear a cooking show, it's just like, and then you cut the chicken's head off and you're the chicken puppet, you're like, what the fuck? Well, also, Gonzo, like, Gonzo's wife is a chicken. I mean, so probably yeah. not right. as, not as right. a baby. Not like, as a baby. But prob- yeah. maybe that informed his later thing. Like, it warped him somehow. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, eating chicken. Got it. What is Gonzo? He's an alien. It's a whole thing. Um, or is he not? Is that the big reveal at the I end of that like movie? I think he's like a um, a sink faucet. Right. Got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. Yakuza uh, 5 HD wait, reverse. Sorry, I do have huge news. Uh, I know nothing about Yakuza. Um, huge news, everybody. Um, the plumber will not be coming today. They're down oh. to technicians, and they want to know if I, they can reschedule for Thursday the 9th. 
between okay. 8 and 10 a.m. Wow, that's really so, disappointing. Like, so, that two yeah. mornings was, was so yeah, powerful. At least I was you looking have, forward to this. <laughs> I was going to say, at least you have wine to replace, you know, your water. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the water that you do need to live. <laughs> I, I, we, we live a, we have a, a Dionysian-style uh, life where we will just shower with the wine that we receive. <laughs> well, mail. That's actually really appropriate, because there is a scene where Majima gets a champagne poured on him at the beginning of Yakuza 0, which is the game that comes canonically before Yakuza 5, which is the last of the Yakuza 5 remakes Wait being a second. produced for PlayStation Wait a 4. second. By mm-hmm. before, do you mean immediately before? No, it takes place in... Yakuza 0 takes place in the 80s, and 5 is, like, 2010 or something. So, like, they do go in order, right? Or is it one of those series that likes to jump around? Uh, no, it uh, it goes in order, and it goes in real time. So, uh, Kiryu is 20 years old in Yakuza 0, and by the end of Yakuza 6, he's, like, 57. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they... It, whatever year it is when those games come out in Japan is when those games take place. Yeah, so it's actually kind of cool. There's, like, a lot of... And then in Zero, they do a lot of, like, foreshadowing of that or, like, play around with that. There's, like, this whole thing. It's maybe not even Zero. It's it's in Yakuza Kiwami 1, which is, like, the full remake-ass remake of Yakuza 1. Um, there's this whole thing where Kiryu is being interviewed by a woman who's just, like, talking about, like, yeah, dads. Dads are super popular right now. They're in all the magazines and people are putting them on covers and stuff like that and we've got a name for them we call them badass we call them bad b-a-d for badass dads um and he's like it's him and two other characters who are dads in that game interviewing this woman and the woman is like asking them what they think like makes a badass dad and like it ends with like kiryu basically like looking up into the stars and thinking to himself like hmm a badass dad that never actually ages like i could get it behind that and then like by yakuza 6 he looks exactly the same but he's like nearly 60 years old and has an adopted daughter it's a silly franchise incredible uh, Yakuza 5, is, it's just a PS4 port of 5. Uh, it's the last one that they needed to do. Um, they've gone back and done some localization changes, but otherwise it's basically Wait, so it's not a Kiwami? It is not a Kiwami. They've only Kiwami-fied uh, the PS2 games. Oh, and this is a PS3. Yes. Yeah, this was the last PS3 game, and then Zero was a PS4. So are they, like, up it or anything? or like? I think it, like, runs in 4K and stuff like that. Um, but otherwise, basically the same. Like I said, like they've gone back with all of these, and for three, four, and five, they went back and uh, did the same thing. Uh, it was another thing with uh, I think three was one where they uh, for the uh, we we might have talked about this on this podcast, or maybe it was in something else. Uh, in three, they cut out a bunch of the like very Japan centric um, mini games, like the Hostess Club management. Mm-hmm. Because they were like, well, Westerners aren't going to know what a hostess club is, right, uh, so we, yeah. we should just cut it. I think for the re-releases on PS4, they added that stuff back in. But by the right, time you got yeah. to 5, like it was, the, that stuff was in there anyway. So uh, In five, 5 does have a character who fights a bear uh, with his bare hands, and that's <laughs> nice. pretty good. That's pretty good. With his bare hands? With his bare hands. You could probably sculpt some bare hands in Dreams, uh, which yes! is data this year. I'm excited Daniel. about that. I was I'm excited about that one. Do you want to talk about? Even it though a I have bit? to, I guess I have to say that, like, oh yes, a friend, friend of the show, friend of mine, friend of probably all of ours, Kara uh, Ellison did a lot of writing on it. So this is one oh. of those where we have to say a thing, like, oh yeah, shit, uh, it's a person we know. She's um, getting the fuck around, huh? Oh yeah, 
she's she's awesome. Um, but yeah, it, this this looks really cool. I love this type of game. I love Media Molecule. I I really like. I know it's the buzzword is dead and and uh, well maybe not. After Super Mario Maker, I feel like people actually do care a little bit about sort of user generated content again. I just love the shit that people make with these types of games. So it is one of those. Uh, you're making things. You're using like it's it's basically like creative suite of tools. Although I do think there are like a lot of like bespoke. Uh, sections of the game that you can just play like a normal game but which i which i think is what this release is because you can buy dreams right now for like 30 mm -hmm. bucks but it's only right. the creator tools right and this is like the the game sections like the actual sort of uh narrated scripted game sections that yeah are more traditional which we i'm looking forward to cool we uh we published a piece actually uh back in november about yeah. this guy named Tannic Alloy, who has just been making, like, totally wild stuff with yeah. Dreams. Like, Oh, really? Okay. Um, he's made a ton of musical instruments that use the <gasps> DualShock so fucking and cool. the Move controllers. <laughs> yeah, he made a harp, a ukulele, a drum kit. He did this, he made this thing um, that's, like, called the Shy Ghost. And um, basically, when he's looking away from the camera there's a ghost on screen and when he like turns and looks at it the ghost disappears uh, <laughs> and it's That's just like super cool and he uh he built this like this was i think before ring fit came out but he was like he built this little like rpg that involves like fitness okay. like it tracks you doing push-ups and then that lets your character lift heavier objects and things the fact that this game can track that kind of stuff is wild to me and the stuff i didn't know about oh yeah no it's uh a lot of it is just like using the move controller to track things in 3D space or using hmm. the regular DualShock to track uh, like with the gyroscopes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, there's um, definitely some really cool stuff that's going to come out of this. Okay, yeah. cool. Very Nikki, much looking forward to it. Good. Yeah, I'm glad. I, I, I feel like I have always wanted to love uh, Little Big Planet more than I ever did. So I'll actually be really interested to hear what you guys think of Dreams and maybe this will be the time that I jump in. I actually taught an entire game design class using just, uh, <laughs> just a little big planet too. Actually, wow, it was pretty fun. You just like I mean, like at a college, tools? it wasn't like just me and my my mom or something. Like it was like a, it was actually <laughs> a class at Northeastern University that was just like game design using like. UGC tools. So. Right. When you said that you taught a class, I didn't assume you were just like, you had a... <laughs> it was like me and my dog. I taught right. my dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, to move on from uh, infinite possibilities, uh, let's dive right into Iron Man VR. Wait, Yay! anybody? <laughs> All right. Can be Iron Man. <laughs> I am Final Iron Fantasy Man. VII Remake, everybody. <laughs> I, you, I don't it's know. just the whole game is just you giving a press conference <laughs> and you get to like dramatically put on or take off glasses and just say, I am Iron Man. Mm. And, and then and credits then roll. You give a speech. And then the cardigans come on. You yeah. give a speech to the uh, to Congress about how cool yeah. you are and about how dumb the government is. And uh, <laughs> uh, then what's his name? Uh, Sam. Fury? Sam. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson? No, the other one. Sam Rockwell uh, is Sam, there. Oh. oh, that's two. That's Iron Man 2. Nope, we don't talk about that one. <laughs> no, that one's the best one. Oh, no, it's not. It's so oh, good. That it's fucking so Russian good. accent. Sam Rockwell. Oh, my God. Uh, Sam Rockwell Sam is a treasure. Um, that movie is not. The, uh, three is the best one. 
Mickey you know, Rourke with that fucking accent, y'all. Yeah. It, it's that makes it worth it, I think. Okay. That one has the best suit. Uh, but, like, suit suitcase put on suit sequence. Yeah, it's the best one. That's I do appreciate cool. that they just got to the point where they were like, "Listen, those are it's so expensive to do this." <laughs> he has it in his wrist now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they never really did get to, like, the real wacky shit from, like, the comics. Like, if you go into the comics at a certain point, he... They even, like, use the name in Iron Man 3. They use Extremis, but Extremis is, like, uh, in the comics, he, like, literally starts having, like, liquid metal armor that, like, just grows out of his chest hole onto his body. Um, because of nanomachines. Um... But yeah, they never, they never did any of that cool stuff. So what is this? Like, what? It, what it, I don't know what this is. I think you just fly just around and shoot people with your hands. Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can move on, honestly. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I did hint at a moment ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Anybody got some thoughts on this one? Wish we had John here with us, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I, I was never a Final the, Fantasy VII person. The lady, the lady dies. Yes, or will she in the oh, remake? No. Will they rewrite history? It you might can solve a mystery. Buy a DLC where Eris survives. <laughs> right. Um, oh God! What if they did a, the Detroit Become Human thing? Where like remember that where in Detroit Become Human they um, made it so that game ends with you like setting your weird robot slave free that like runs your menus for you and then people mm-hmm. were so mad that they that you lose her at the end of that game that they patched it in so that you could get get your slave back mm, good good i love this <laughs> what if they do that bad. but with eris and eris is just trapped like grind like healing your team while you grind like um, those cursed houses forever she's the link between worlds <laughs> yeah yeah john's really excited about this one he is um, yeah yeah He's, let me see what he said about it on our piece. Right. Where we talked about our most anticipated games. I should have had that on this one. Sora is uh, not a Final Fantasy. No. Mm. That's Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, what's well, John's take? Um, he is psyched to see the game's most iconic and dense environment explored more lovingly is perplexed about some of the leaked changes and how they'll change the game. Yeah. But will probably forget about all of his misgivings after 10 minutes at the wall market or when he's infiltrating Shinra Tower all over again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, this seems... I will play this. I think this will probably be, honestly, the first time I experience Final Fantasy VII all the way through. But maybe we'll see about that because of the weird way they're slicing it up. Like, I think that's the thing about it that's so weird to me is the, like... It sounds like you play this and it's just the Midgar stuff. It's just that first city of the game and not anything past that. Um, and who fucking knows when the rest will come out. Uh, so the, the thing that would be most interesting to me about this is being able to experience the Final Fantasy VII story from beginning to end, but I can't do that with this. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, maybe just move on to Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Yeah! You like this? I do. I do. I do. I, I just... It, the first one's a really good platformer. I love good platformers. It's very pretty. I've played it... I played it at E3 like two years ago. I actually kind of thought it was, um... It, it shocked me that it wasn't out yet uh, and didn't come mm. out during my weird little period this year where I wasn't covering games full time. But it, it felt great. Like It's just a very good 2D platformer that's very pretty and about sweet little animals who glow in it, the dark. This one looks really pretty, like yeah. straight up. Like 
Uh, every game, I've been like toying around with this idea for an article for a while now that just feels, I don't know, I, I can't figure out a way to write it but that doesn't sound mean which is that just like every game is pretty now it's just like that's just not enough to stand out from the crowd anymore like every pixel art game looks great like yes yeah uh, congratulations like you made a very very striking looking game it's not enough to get my attention anymore but this yeah. game got my attention just on its looks alone uh because it is such a interesting kind of painterly in motion art style i don't even know what to yeah. compare it to it's, it's very pretty. It's like neon fern gully in a lot of ways. Yeah, right? The way it kind of looks, uh, mm-hmm. which I know it sounds like it's reducing it, but it actually, it plays super well. At least what I played of it and what I know of the, the sort of other game. Like, it, they, it actually has, like, this really nice sense of momentum and motion and, uh, you know, exploration that I find very satisfying in 2D platformers. And we should say the, these are, this is, like, the sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest? In the, yes, Ori and the Blind Forest. And that was a Metroid yeah, I mean, basically. Uh, okay. But I know we don't say that anymore because Merritt wrote a piece about that. <laughs> yeah, that's officially yeah. Uh, done. And having written that piece, everyone acceded to my whims. And yeah. Now we call <laughs> yeah. them... Uh, what was... What Where was the, the fuck do I go games? <laughs> what was the alternative? Where the fuck do I go uh, What were the alternatives <laughs> that I came up with? Let me find them. Oh, God. Um, I, liked, I liked Where the Fuck Do I Go games, but yeah. Uh... I did steal that from James <laughs> Rolfe, though. I didn't oh. come up with that one. Uh, yeah, he does call them where the fuck do I go kind of games. And then the <laughs> other ones were Search Action, which search I action. saw. I like that. Yeah, I yeah. saw a Toho game call itself a Search Action, but then in parentheses had Metroidvania. But <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to get away. They're doing that half step, you know. Mm, I kind of wonder if commit. Search Action is like a thing in Japan. Um, the other <laughs> ones I came up with were Maze Games. Yeah. They are. Okay. Castle Roid. Uh, I'm no. not. I'm done. For, no. Metroid likes. Uh, Metroid like is something. Metroid like is better because Symphony of the Night is a Metroid like. Right. Yeah. It didn't well, and, add anything substantially new to the formula. And not all Castlevania games are like that. Exactly. In fact, like probably about half of them aren't. Yeah. Well, I mean, after Symphony of the Night, most of them are. But let me tell you about Castlevania: Lords of Shadow. Oh. I know about Lords of Shadow. The Lords oh. of Shadow. That game's legacy is just really unsettling because ever since that game came out, people just really love to ship Dracula and Alucard together, and it's like, uh, that's not. Do you have to? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's... I like that first Lords of Shadow. That's all I know about that one. Also, I think uh, what's his name is in it, right? He's the devil. Uh, Picard. Yeah. Uh, he's <gasps> death. He's the Patrick Stewart is death. Yeah, yeah. He's the he's your friend. He who's gives like a, a knight. terrible speech. He gives a very bad speech. There's a part in that game where you're pushing statues and he keeps like shouting at you, like because they recorded one voice line for him to shout at you during that scene, and he just keeps doing it over and over again. Uh, but at the end of that game, it is revealed that he is Death. Uh, he's the Grim Reaper, so you fight him in a boss fight, thinking that he's the final boss. But then, in reality, it turns out that he was, like, holding back the seal that kept the devil at bay. So once you kill Death, the devil appears, and you do fight Satan. Uh, and that turns you into Dracula. Can I just say I love that Death is, like, a character in Castlevania uh-huh. games? And, like, <laughs> not the boss ever? I don't no. think. Like... <laughs> He works for Dracula? Yeah. Except for in that one game where he fights Dracula. Well, but that's an alternate canon. Right, it is, yeah. Uh, Uh, The other other ones I came up with were hunter-gatherers, which... (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, Metroid is a bounty hunter, right? Yeah, yeah, Metroid. And, she and is, civilization yes. was a mistake. So, mm. um, and Sid then Meier civilization, right? Gate Crashers was the last one. That's Gate I, Crashers. Yeah. Gate uh, Crashers is it, also it's bad. Great. I don't think you should use it. <laughs> well, uh, since it's so bad, let's move on to the next game on this list, which is not a search action game. It's called Neo Two. Uh, it is. Oh yeah, this is to... a Souls like. Kind of, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, the first one was kind. Of, it's interesting because the first one was like, what if we did Dark Souls, uh, but in feudal Japan, and then the people who made Dark Souls made that game too. Yep. <laughs> and now they're making another one. I mean, um, yeah, right. Like, yeah. People uh, liked this. I think people I reviewed this. it. Um, okay, I, okay. I liked it a lot. I I'll also like. Um, Dark Souls games. I like Dark Souls in general. This one, it, the first one tried a bunch of different interesting things. It was like level based. So you weren't, it wasn't like just one big world that you walked from one end to the other two. You would like go into a mission and go complete it and then come out again. It had loot like Diablo style, like purple, gold, green, blue style, like rarity loot. Mm. Um, it had tons of different like um, stances and skill types and stuff like that. You could like, get these, like, animal spirits as your friends that would help you um, in various ways to basically, like, you could use supers and stuff. So it was a little bit more casual in some ways and it had a bunch of interesting ideas. Um, and in this new one, you are not playing the character from the first game who was a real person. He was, like, the first Western samurai or something was like that. Was it some, like, Scottish bro? Yeah. He was, like, uh, the first... He, he was, like, a Scottish or Irish... Maybe Scottish um, guy who, in real life, went to Japan and, like, the... 1600s or something like that and was like recognized as as a samurai by like the you know so government it wasn't tom cruise no it was not uh well see okay. the, he was the last samurai um, oh you're right this guy was of the course is the first and then the last i got you yeah uh yeah that first game was cool i'm looking forward to the second one i don't think there's a ton more to say about it uh i bet people are gonna have a lot of stuff to say about animal crossing new horizons though. hell yeah the first video game that i'm gonna play this year <laughs> <laughs> um, hell yeah, y'all! You get a cell yeah, phone, go you go to an island, go and okay. you can be black for real, which is cool. <laughs> um, and like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so excited to have a thing. To I said this in the in the thing we put up today? Question mark. Um, but I'm super yes. excited <laughs> to have a video game that I can play when I don't want to use my brain because mm. I think I've poisoned the well on the other games that I used to play when I wanted to turn my brain off. Okay. Um, like, Destiny doesn't do it for me anymore. Not, like, Rocket League is starting to not do it. Uh, and, like, Overwatch is not a fun video game. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, I would love to be productive by planting trees and flowers yeah. um, and fishing. Um, also, it, yeah. I don't know. Y'all, I'm so excited. <laughs> what yeah. What can you tell me as somebody who has played probably 45 total minutes of Animal Crossing in their entire life? <laughs> can you tell me what makes this one like different and exciting? Is it just literally the fact that it's going to be on the Switch and people have their Switches out? So, so I don't remember Pocket Camp, which was the mobile one. B vaguely, yes. Okay, so that's the, a lot of the mechanics that were introduced in Pocket Camp like having a like relatively mobile home um because you're camping you've like been shipped to this desert island you've always had the one house 
in Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a permanent fixture, and that's kind of all you can do. And you can't really set up any sort of establishments outside of that one space. Um, in Pocket Camp, you kind of were like, you had a cool van, and you could take that van to other people's camps and then like hang out there. Okay. Um, so like there like some of that energy is like coming into um, into New Horizons. Right. I also think that this game is going to be more like multiplayer focus is like not what I want to say, but I think mm. it's going to be more social in a way because there's a lot of that stuff doesn't really matter if only like your animals are hanging out there. Like it matters because it's like, oh, cool. Deborah, the elephant or whatever, is here. <laughs> um, but like you build that stuff for your friends. And I didn't really like Pocket Camp very, Pocket Camp very much. But the thing I did like was have was like sending screenshots to people. And I was like, oh, look, I got this sweet bench. And they were like, where'd you get the bench? Like that stuff was kind of cool. Um, okay. So to move that stuff over is exciting to me. I've seen people say that they're like worried about there's crafting in this one. I guess there wasn't in the there previous There is also ones. crafting. Yeah. Okay. And I've seen people worried about that because it's like not what they want from Animal Crossing? Question mark? Yeah. I don't know. I like Minecraft. <laughs> All right. (laughs) No, I I super don't mind crafting in scenarios where it's like, as long as the crafting doesn't become the game, Mm. um, I'm fine with it being a system. But for games where it's entirely not like unneeded, I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll see. There's something about like you're hanging out on this island and camping that the addition of you need to get sticks to make an axe is like, okay. Cool. Merritt, do you got any opinions about this? Um, Well, I didn't play Pocket Camp. So the last time I played Animal Crossing was like, oh boy, like four or five years ago, probably. Wow. Okay. Uh. Because it would have been New Leaf, and or uh, Happy Home Designer, lest we forget. Oh yeah, there's that one. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Uh, like <laughs> literally everyone else. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, like uh, I bought a 3DS for a New Leaf, and um, hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I was super into it at the time. Again, that was. Uh, that was like six or seven years ago. Was that yeah. 2014? 2013. 2012 or 2013. Yeah, I think yeah. it was probably 2013. But uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm I'm not like super psyched for this. Not for not because it doesn't like look good or anything. But I I don't know. I I just don't know that I'm like the target audience at this point. Like, Do you maybe get your comfort games type stuff from other sources now? Yeah, like, I... Uh, I don't know. I think, like, I use my Switch mostly for, like, puzzle games. Like, mm. I have been playing a lot of Baba is You and... Picross! Huh? <laughs> oh, Picross, yeah. I should I just buy, to shout out my, I should buy some of the other Picross games because I haven't played it in a grip. But, and like, I was playing uh, Captain Toad this week which for the first time, which I liked. So, like, I don't know that I necessarily want a game that is so, like, unstructured on the Switch, but we'll see. Like, when it comes out, I might, like, 
see other people playing it on Twitter and be like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And if yeah. the multiplayer is like really compelling this time around, then I might pick it up just because uh, I have a lot of friends in other parts of the country. And if this is like a cool way to hang out, which uh, I don't know that it necessarily will be because there's no voice chat. You have to sort of like use the weird app or just, I guess, get on a phone call. Well, but, I was going to say, you know, you're in luck because Nintendo famously gets online functionality right every single time. Yeah, I know. I do love how uh, I tried to, like, friend my roommate the other day. And uh, to, to make friends with someone else in the same room as you with a Switch, you'd think, like, oh, maybe there's, like, a list of, like, usernames that I can, like, send a request to. No, because you could put a cuss in there and Reggie would be very upset at you. He'd be really mad at you. For showing a kid the word, like, I don't Boob. know. Crap. Boob. Bastard. 8008. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what you have to do is click one of the four uh, symbols, like one of the four suits of cards, and then the other person has to do that too. Has to like, so you, yeah, you have to like communicate and be like, okay, uh, I'm clicking on diamond, so click on diamond too. And then it's... it searches, and then it finds you, and then you can add each other. That's not real. Because a pedophile oh, no. could be hiding in the same room. <laughs> And could friend a child oh, otherwise. No. And famously, pedophiles cannot read uh, cards. So, well, and and also, yeah, like I mean, this is why we have friend codes so that pedophiles couldn't, um, you know, send a child a message on PictoChat on the DS from another car while they're also driving. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but Boy. yeah, I don't know. Animal Crossing. I'm I'm excited to hear more. And, uh, well, yeah, we'll leave it at that. I want to hear more from you, Danielle, because I know you had this on that list of games. Yeah. Uh, what this is think? one of my two uh, runner-ups. Uh, it was this and Doom, and it was like, these are two different visions of hell. And this uh, <laughs> Explain that to me, because I did not... No, I, I left I'm, that in. I'm completely I didn't fucking joking. I, okay. I actually really love Animal Crossing. Like, love it, love it, love it. And I'm actually... So I put it on the list, but also I'm a little scared of it, because... Uh, I really super associate Animal Crossing with a particular ex who is still a friend oh. and that's all good and that's all nice. But like when we were moving from one city to another, the way she sort of like soothed my spirit was to get me a, a bunch of Animal Crossing games. And like, it was kind of like our way of like, oh, we're, this is the gayest shit. I'm so sorry. But like, <laughs> it was just like, oh, look, we're having like a little homey thing that we can kind of have together. And so uh, I might, I'm probably at this point able to play Animal Crossing again without necessarily going all the way there, but I am actually like a little scared because it's been a couple years, you know, mm-hmm. before I've, I've not been able to like play an Animal Crossing game since then. So this is going to be like a big breakthrough for me. Uh, and it's going to be, I, I love the games. I, I, I find them uh, very charming and very like relaxing for a lot of the reasons that, you know, most people have said, I actually play them at bedtime a lot, like to chill. Oh, sure. So, yeah. Nice cool. bedtime game. Well. Well, I'm. Can I just add one thing? Yes. <laughs> Which Danielle reminded me of, because I also played New Leaf with an X. Like we yeah. shared the DS, and yeah. both both had like towns. And then when uh, when we broke up, I mean it was my DS, right? Right. And so. Uh, <laughs> I got to do the thing which, like, very few people, I think, you get to mm-hmm. do in those games, which is mm-hmm. evict the person wow. uh, Hell from, yeah. from your town and be like, bitch, I'm the mayor. Get the fuck out. Get wow. out of my office. Yeah, you just fucking wipe them off the face of the planet. 
fucking cold blooded. I know, incredible. I know. And like I Isabel said, I, I really in. doubt that that happens very often because like <laughs> that's a really intense thing to do unless you like have, are never speaking to the person again. But uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, it was cathartic. I, I this is not games related, but I do <laughs> just need to say that like it is such. I never feel more broken inside than when I hear uh, anyone else talk about, like, their relationships and stuff like that. Because, like, I go on a lot of dates with a lot of different people and don't really... I've never... I've not in a very long time have I ever uh, been in a long-term relationship with anybody. And to hear you people be like, like, oh, yeah, I I had, you know, all these experiences with Animal Crossing. And it was very painful to go back to this one particular (laughs) game. It's like, oh, I got to, I got to, like, you know, have the catharsis of the moment of purging them from my life or whatever. And meanwhile, I started this podcast off by talking about, like, yeah, I don't know. My old boyfriend um, introduced me to a pool. And now I'm just going there uh, and swimming a bunch and hanging out and getting fit. (laughs) Uh, You know, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> so it seems like shit. you you actually have it figured out. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're honest, you're much better yeah. off. I just removed yeah. that part of my soul uh, at a younger age. Oh wow! If I could, and you put it in the pool. I tell you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It went into the pool. It dissolved. Um, yeah. I gained sustenance from it now, like in Delicious. Cocoon. Speaking of gaining sustenance <laughs> from soul uh, from uh, damned souls, we've got Doom Eternal on our list here. Yeah, rip and tear. Yeah, rip and tear. You've got huge guts. You're huge. That means you've got huge guts. I'm going for the. You have huge guts. Please call your doctor. (laughs) You might. Yeah. That's what that full line says. Rip and tear. When he talks about the huge guts. Who is this? Uh, Where is this from? This is from the Doom comic book. Um, from the original Doom, there was a comic book. Rip and Tear oh. is originally a thing that the Doom guy says in the Doom comic book because he gets the Berserk mod in the comic, and they write it um, as like, oh, he's just fucking roided up and incredibly oh. angry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he just got like going between demons, like ripping them apart with his own bare hands, and like going Rip and Tear, Rip and Tear, and he finds like a, a Cyber Demon or like a Hell Knight or something, and says, "You're huge. That means you've got huge guts." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like rips it open to see its huge guts, and then he runs. Oh into my a- god! Nikki <laughs> just posted the comic. Yeah, there it is. Ah! You are huge. That means you have huge guts. <laughs> <laughs> then- oh my god! <laughs> this-, this comic is incredible too, because like right after the scene, he runs into a room. So if you, if for people who didn't play the original Doom, um, in the original Doom, you there were places where you couldn't walk, or if you'd walked in them, you would take damage <laughs> because it was like industrial waste spilled on the ground and you would take damage and the game or the comic because it was trying to recreate elements from the game like the berserk mod recreated that in the game so there's a like right after this after he like tears apart a hell knight or something he runs into a room filled with industrial waste and no demons or whatever and then just like gets incredibly sad and goes into a long soliloquy about like man's like inhumanity towards man because they would create such things as industrial nuclear waste and not be able to like get rid of them and just like goes on and on about like how sad it is that the world is doomed because of nuclear power and then keeps running on and grabs a shotgun and kills some people yeah that's very good oh, i'm cooking God. with gas i've got a handful of vertebrae and a helpful uh, sorry a head full of man yeah that's your spinal cord baby dig it Who's the man? I'm the man. Wow. I'm a bad man. How bad? Real bad. I'm a 12.0 on the 10.0 scale of badness. Don't need a gun. Guns are for wusses. 
And, and at this point, he's not actually speaking to anyone because he has ripped this demon's spinal yeah. cord out. So, yes. so he's just uh, kind of talking the, to himself. The, the text in red, I do believe... I've read this entire comic from beginning to end. Uh, the text in red is, I think, him on the Berserk mod specifically. So that's mm-hmm. how you know. This is your I brain on the Berserk any- mod. <laughs> <laughs> if these quotes aren't in the game, uh, they should be. They so should the first... So, not the first Doom, but Doom 2016 does begin with a narrator saying rip and tear. Yep. Oh, really? Uh, yes. They reference this oh. comic in the 2016 Doom in the first fucking line. The, the very beginning. Yeah, I actually watched, I promise this will be super quick, but I actually watched the Doom 2016 speedrun because AGDQ mm. is going on right now. Mm. And it was ridiculously fun. And a bunch of id software developers like got on, like, not got on, but like they donated so they could have their mm. little messages read. And it was... It was like just a very good time, and there was cool. a lot of rip and tear. A lot of rip and tear in the audience. Real good, real good. I believe the main theme song for Doom 2016 is also called Rip and Tear. Oh, perfect! <laughs> that good. soundtrack, by the way, is very good. Incredible. So that's the Doom game Eternal. is good, and this one looks like fun. Like honestly, it's like it's going to hell, baby, but it's going to hell even further because yeah. the last one already no. went to hell. Well, but in this so. one, you go to heaven, I think. Yeah. Oh my God, you go to heaven? It I looks think so. like it. It looks or, like it. Like. Or like the heaven dimension, the same way that hell oh, is the hell yeah. dimension or whatever. It, it kind of looks blue, right? There's almost like right. the the yeah. sort of uh, Hellraiser two heaven. Yeah, kinda. yeah. That's there's a lot hell, of like weird looks... stone edifices and stuff. Yeah, and it's uh, there. you it's have there. a wait. Do you have a grappling Stupid. hook in this one? Or <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. There's oh, like good. grappling and mounting on walls. Wait, I forget and stuff. what you have. You have something, some cool like hook thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like that, and then you can like climb on some walls. There's you some can climb walls now. And did we, a fl- do we know, flamethrower? Do we know if it's a roguelike or not? It is not. It's just a, okay. it's it just a new game. Yeah, it's just it's a new game. Okay. Because it really looked like it was going to just be like playing through things, but that's cool, Well, it's, it's literally a game that does have, this one does just have extra life pickups. You can just pick up free men. And <laughs> if you die, you just come back to life or what at the, at the last checkpoint very quickly Good. or something huh. like that. They just like completely took the mask off on this one. <laughs> Sorry, Nikki, you were going to say something? Oh, um, there is also two things. There's one, I think there's a game mode or there's like a planned situation where you can open up your game and have it be, you know how like Dark Souls apparently, well, apparently, I've never played a Dark Souls. You know how you can like leave messages and stuff? You yeah. Can leave, no, I don't think you can leave messages, but you can possess uh, other demons oh, yeah. inside oh. of other people's worlds like as invade. they're playing. Yeah, as they're playing the video game Doom. Um, and then try to kill uh, Doom guy, right? Um, um, and I I don't know if that's the same yeah. thing as or if this is if this is or if it's like a different yeah there's it's a, different a different mode situation where it's like um, there, there there is a multiplayer mode in that game where it's gonna, it's like humans versus monsters like mm-hmm. where like you, no this you, is I think there is that but this is actually like while you're playing the single player player wow. campaign other yeah. people can jump in and you can turn it off but like don't right. turn it off don't turn of it off. Not. I um, want to say Dead Cells has a similar thing that you can do really? on streams. I think. They oh, added that. that makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and the other <clears throat> thing is that there's a cutscene early in the game where Doom Guy pushes a, a cannonball out of a cannon and shoots himself with uh, as a <laughs> cannonball. <laughs> there's uh, there's that and there's another scene that I've uh, I've seen where it's like um, 
he gets wake, woken up again at the beginning of this one or something like that. And he's like, talks to another space Marine. There's like two space Marines that just look like Master Chief. They're basically just Spartans. And they like, look like they would be the main characters in any other game. And not this guy in this like green crop top with a helmet. Um, yes. and, and they're like, he goes up to one of them, like rips the gun out of his hand. And he's like, Hey, you can't do that. And he like looks at him and realizes it's doom guy. And he's like, Oh, never mind. <laughs> just like, let's <lets> go. <laughs> Uh, I yeah. So that's probably gonna be Doom Eternal. I you know it looks a lot like the previous game, but the previous game fucking ruled. So it was real good. Yeah. Uh, game that maybe doesn't look quite as good is Bleeding Edge. Uh, from huh. our friends at Ninja Theory, who have made some very good games in the past. Um, honest, like un- unironically, I love Ninja Theory. Uh, this is their first game for Microsoft Game Studios, I do believe, and it looks like Battleborn. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's literally all there is to say. I don't know what else you would... We, Nikki, you and I were watching some video of this ahead of time. You were actually the one who said that it looked like Battleborn. Uh, uh, technically, you said it looks like that one game that, that I can't remember the name of. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we realized you meant Battleborn and not Battlecry. Uh, and then we watched some footage of gameplay and saw a woman who was like a sort of uh, cyber goth, like green mohawk punk lady who had massive thighs and robot chicken legs yeah. um, that ran around like a chicken and then did a Naruto run when she reached top speed. Yeah. Um, and then everybody look, has health bars and it's a third person shooter, comp- like class based competitive it's like a thing. thing. Oh, it wait looks a like second. Yeah, we we this it's this one. It's this one. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we definitely saw this at E3. Yeah, they showed it at uh, E3. It was like when they announced that they yeah. had bought that studio. It's got characters like Devil Man and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> motorcycle Lady. Mo- motorcycle Lady and like um, the fucking uh, soldier from... The Mech Lady from uh, Borderlands 3 is in this one, it looks like. Oh, yeah, there she is. Yeah, she's uh-huh. in this one. And then... Uh, Reapers in this one. There's a, a larger man who is is kind of like a. Uh, there's a cowboy maybe. <laughs> this looks do we actually care or should we move <laughs> this on? This looks kind of like a. <laughs> yeah. Wait, there's a lady who just wait. Is she riding uh, one of those unowheel things, or is her lower yes, body a wheel I, attached to it? Now that's a very good question. It is, now, it is a now, sort now, of just from Twisted Metal situation. It is a t- yeah. She is attached to the wheel. I see. Um. Well, anyway, yeah, that's well, coming out. I, I, the only reason I really even included it on this list is because I really like a lot of uh, Ninja Theory's games. I love that remake of Devil May Cry that they did. I love, um, I actually think Heavenly Sword is a game that gets a lot of uh, shit uh, un- undeservedly. It's actually probably a better game than people give it credit for, but got a lot of shit at the time for being too short. And now I think like we have reached a point where everybody just wishes games were shorter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, next on this list is Persona 5 Royal, which is the remake, sort of re-release type thing of Persona 5, uh, which came out in 2017, 16, 17? Sounds right. Yeah. Anybody here play Persona games? No, and this was, the op- this was the opportunity for me to play one, and then they didn't put it on the <laughs> Switch. So, I don't know. <laughs> I... Yeah. yeah. I won't, I won't linger on this one because nobody else uh, really knows it, but um, I'll just say I love Persona games. Persona 5 has some fucking problems, and the idea that they maybe go back and fix some of that stuff is, sounds good to me. Uh, hopefully they fix more than just 
I will say, actually, that Catherine uh, remake that they did makes me hopeful for them rewriting. So, well, first off, that game needs, like, a better localization just from the ground up because it was a very rushed English translation for Persona 5. So some of the dialogue in that game just, like, makes no sense. There's, like, definitely a scene in that game where somebody says, like, that guy is, is a scum. Mm. Um, uh, Kamoshida is a scum. Um, and it's just like, boy, the, this is some... Final Fantasy Tactics PlayStation 1 era ass writing <laughs> on some of these. Um, and there's some, like, uh, really shitty homophobic stuff in there, some tr- shitty tr- transphobic stuff, which is uh, stuff that that director of those games has had problems with for years and years and years and years and years. Um, and they handle some of that stuff in the Catherine remake way, way, way better, uh, in a way that makes me hopeful that they will fix it for this one, too. And also, you know, we talked about the Yakuza remake, that, that is, this is the same localization team, and those people have talked at length about how, like, they have gone in back and rewritten some of that stuff and, like, you know, unwritten it from future games and things, so, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Half-Life Alex is currently scheduled for March as well. That is the, um, uh, game that killed, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't In the Valley of the, the Gods. In the Valley of yeah. the Gods, yeah. Um, which is a bummer. But yeah, I don't know. I I'm I'm excited to see what this game is, like actually is, mm. um, and probably not be able to play it. Mm. Do you not have VR? Uh, I mean, I have a quest, but like I'm not gonna spend the money required to like get one that I can plug into my computer. You know, the quest does plug into your computer now. Oh, word. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to play this, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole thing. I think, yeah, maybe you have to buy, like, a separate cord for it now or something like that. But they, yeah, they did make it so that the Quest uh, can just be plugged into a computer and work like a regular... That was a whole thing, because people were... Ups- people who bought regular Oculuses were upset because the Quest will play Quest-specific games and is portable and now can just plug into a computer. So, like, yeah. all the other Oculuses are basically obsolete in comparison. <laughs> I see, I see. Well, forget uh, I said anything. <laughs> um, it's going to be the best game of the generation. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Valve, is, Valve feels like it's in such a weird place to me. Maybe that's just me, but uh, we, we just saw that article a couple days ago about how Dota Underlords has dropped off 90% of its player base um, since it launched. Um, Artifact, obviously, was a complete flop. And I feel like at any point, like, Half-Life in my head has always been the thing where it's just like, okay, if a Valve was in trouble, they would make Half-Life 3 because that's just instant goodwill, instant, like, hit. doesn't matter how good it is, people are going to buy it just to play it. And then this is obviously not Half-Life 3, but this feels like them testing the waters for making a more traditional single-player game again in with the VR thing being their hook. Um... And it may be, I don't want to say it smacks of desperation, because obviously they have, like, unlimited money and resources and time and stuff like that, but it does feel like they're maybe kind of, like, in a place where they want to try to do those kinds of things, because they maybe aren't the best at making live service games, despite the fact that they literally invented the Battle Pass with Dota 2. Uh, Other people took that idea and ran with it way better than they did. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, After that, we've got the Resident Evil 3 Remake. Hmm. That might be alright. Yeah, I bet it will be. I like uh, yeah, people remakes. like that one. Yeah, yeah. People liked three. Three is the kind of the lost middle child because it was like it was them doing what Resident Evil One and Two had done again, 
and it was before Resident Evil 4 reignited that whole franchise, so it's like, people liked it, but it didn't make waves the way that the others did. Um, and But the idea of making an entire game around the, like, Mr. X stuff, because that's what that is, that's what Nemesis originally was, was it's like you had a persistent enemy that you could never kill that was constantly chasing you. Um, seeing how they handle that in the Resident Evil 2 remake, the idea of making an entire game around that concept seems really, really dumb. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. I almost said <laughs> This game isn't coming out this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, um, you don't think so? For real? Well, then again, I didn't think Death Stranding was coming out in 2019. Mm-hmm. They proved me wrong. So. I would have believed Death Stranding got pushed before I would, have, I would believe Cyberpunk got pushed. John and I were talking about this, um, and I, we together came up with the most buckwild theory that mm-hmm. after I say it is going to sound plausible. They're going to push to this fall and cancel the PS4 and Xbox One versions. Mm. Oh, shit. Maybe. Whoa. People, people would, like, lose People would minds. be very mad. I get, and it also does, it, yeah, it all, but it also doesn't seem like a CD Projekt Red move. Um, mm-hmm. But if I think if it were anybody else, and it, like on, I don't know, that just seems like a thing. I feel like they're gonna need more time, but maybe yeah. If, that, if they have a date, yeah, they do. If it's April something, uh, I don't know. I have it in front of me, but it does have a real date. Um, the weird thing to me where that comes into play is the fact that, like, Sony and Microsoft are out there talking about, like, how backwards compatibility is going to work. And it sounds like you're yeah. basically just going to be able to play PlayStation 4 and Xbox One games on the new console. That's true. Out of the box. I guess we didn't think about that. Well, never mind. John and I steer that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, it, it could also... I could also see it getting pushed. I don't think it gets pushed out of this year. Um, oh, yeah. I think it, I think it's possible that it might get another delay, but I feel like it's already been delayed several times. Um, I don't know. It, it, if they delay it too much more, I think it runs the risk of like it's already like probably way way overhyped that more than any game could possibly deliver on. It's probably already entered that realm. Um, but if they keep doing it, I think it's just going to compound the issue more and more. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to play it. I guess it, the game. Speaking of games that have fucking problems, like especially around uh, the marketing and stuff like that. With that, I don't know. The, the Danielle Merritt. Do you guys have any opinions about this? Uh, I really liked Witcher Three a whole hell of a lot. Uh, they they know how to make a good open world RPG ish uh, action game. That that sure is true. Uh, but. Yeah, I don't know. Like, ever since uh, Austin and Patrick had, like, a religious experience watching the trailer for that at the very beginning, and then all of a sudden there were, like, some disappointing things about it every every few months, I, I'm i keeping my expectations very low. I, I would love to be happily surprised. I enjoy a good cyberpunk. I enjoy a good, uh, you know, CD Projekt Red game. So, hoping it's good, but keeping I'm keeping my, uh, I'm keeping it close to the chest here for that one how about you merit oh man uh i haven't been following it too closely to be honest like i it just it just seems like i think i'm too old for this shit you know like (laughs) it's like a big first person immersive sim fallout and it's like that seems like a lot of work i don't Mm. know that's, it's just seems like, I, I guess I'm like not really, 
I'm increasingly like not really that interested in games that are like craft your character and insert them into our world and like do whatever you want. Like, I think that's cool, but for me, it's just like I'd rather just like do a thing that you did, like you made a thing and I'm gonna do it now instead of like right. having some like quasi some like promised sense of like quasi freedom in this world that is like relatively undirected where there's like millions of like optional quests and stuff like that's why I stopped playing The Witcher 2 also everyone thinks that I've only played The Witcher 3 no no, no I've only played the second one oh um, and I stopped firstly <laughs> because my computer was going to set on fire and <laughs> this was like years ago and uh uh-huh. Secondly, because I like hit the first or second town or something, and immediately it was just like barraged by, mm-hmm. oh, clean the old woman's pot, uh, kill these rats, uh, help these kids do this. And I was like, man, can we just like cut all this shit out? I don't care about stats or like subquests. I just want to like have a story and like have a good time in a story world, and it doesn't need to like be infinite or like. And I'm just ranting at this point, so I'll stop. Well, and I was going to say, like, honestly, and it's, that's interesting because The Witcher 2 is probably the most like that that they had been since, well, I mean, The Witcher 1, um, because The Witcher 2 is still a pretty linear, like, set of levels that you cannot go back to after you move on from those areas and stuff like that. And even then, you were, like, it sounds like you were being, like, approached with analysis paralysis on some of that stuff. And, like, uh, the one thing about Cyberpunk that is kind of interesting to me... my favorite Red Hot Chili Peppers album, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a deep. That's one of you know their B sides, so it doesn't get enough love. But yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. Um, with the one thing that has me somewhat interested about um, Cyberpunk is it's all set in one city at the very least. It's like all set like in a fairly you know Judge Dread Mega City One type uh, closed environment, closed mm-hmm. ecosystem kind of thing. Uh, and I think moving through that is potentially going to be very interesting especially coming off of disco elysium i don't mm-hmm. think for one fucking second that cd project red has it in them to tell a, a nuanced story as a, a story as nuanced as disco elysium uh i think they have continuously proven that they uh do not <laughs> have the wherewithal or the self-awareness uh around certain uh, socio-political issues to be able to d- handle that um and they just keep tripping over their own feet over it uh, again and again and again. But, um, you know, maybe I'll be proven wrong. Maybe they'll take some of that criticism that has been met uh, around this game to heart. But who knows? Um, next we have the Trials of Mana remake. Not to be confused with the Trials of Mana localization. That was the Saiken Ditsetsu thing in that Secret of Mana collection on Switch. Mm-hmm. This is like another 3D remake, like the Secret of Mana 3D remake that nobody liked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's weird because like they yeah, when they so released strange. when they released that that package, they renamed Second Densetsu Trials of Mana because it never had a U.S. release um, because it was too big for SNES cartridges. Right. Uh, somehow, I forget how that works exactly, but the le- the if you translated the words into English, yes, I think, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that famously is a problem in a lot of SNES RPGs. Like that's why in Breath of Fire two, the name of all the equipment for like bronze sword is like Brunsu. <laughs> and, like, uh, 
like uh, I don't know something like wooden shield would be like wood shit because like they're trying to fit a word into the length that would be occupied by like a few kanji or something right uh, but yeah so uh, did you play these games I played most of second density three using a fan translation for the okay. bomb because it has like a pretty big cult following right um like the level where people translated this entire fucking rpg and it was pretty cool at the time i remember it it's a like a, it was a co-op action rpg huh. which was pretty rare at the time and uh had this cool system where like you picked one of like you know how um what was that Switch RPG that basically was like, hey, what if we made a 1995 RPG and uh, that that's good somehow? People want that? Uh, thinking of like the Cthulhu Saves the World and the like Breath of Death no. 7? No, no, no. The one that came out. Not, it's not a joke. It's not fun. You don't wear it as a joke. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> No, the one that came out last year that was just like, oh, there's all these different characters and you can be God. them. God, probably. I believe that's a thing that happened. This is going to bug me. <laughs> Switch RPG. Octopath Traveler. Octopath? Oh, something? Octopath so, Traveler. Yeah, that yeah, game yeah. apparently was just like, I don't know. Some people liked it, but from what I, I read, I, it, it seemed fine. like, yeah. But Second Intensity 3, there's like six or seven characters, and they each actually have different stories, but those stories like intersect. And then right. I think by the end of the game, you have a party of three people, uh, and you like, your class evolves and like changes and stuff. So I didn't, I haven't bought like the collection and I honestly like, don't know. This is a weird play to me to be like, yeah, it's so we're strange. remaking this game that we uh, just released. We just released it. And next year you can play the 3d version of it. So like, and the, the, the secret of mana remake, the 3d remake of that, that came out like a year or two ago from now, yeah, people didn't like it. It was bad. Yeah, it was uh, apparently not very good. Yeah, uh, so I, I don't get it, really, but okay. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, like, the characters are cute. It's, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's a guy named Duran in it, which is kind of fun. All right. And does he have a friend that maybe has a similar name? No, but if you click on him enough time, he says, my name is Duran. Duran. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is that a real thing? That's uh, from StarCraft, actually. That's from StarCraft. Because okay. there is a there's a man yes. named Duran in StarCraft, and yes, that's one of his fun little lines that he says if you click on him too many times. Kind of your sort of a like got a light kind of situation, or like yeah, mm-hmm. I hear you, sir. Mm-hmm. Kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that. Whoa, uh, wait, I... my dude was like a weird lizard the whole time. Oh. I just... Oh, okay. See, I'd never played StarCraft 2, so I just, like, searched Duran StarCraft, and it turns out he was a Zelnaga. Wait. Oh. So. Does that happen later? Or he was, like, a, that's assuming a star- he That's a StarCraft 2. Yeah, because I remember that being a thing. Some, yeah, Samir Duran and... Well, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to read some StarCraft lore later today. Boy, it goes some dumb places by the end of Legacy of the Void. <laughs> Let me tell mm-hmm. you. Uh, I just have Don, John Delancey as, like, a Sith uh, Protoss, which is pretty good. But, boy, yeah. the, the end of Legacy of the Void is so fucking stupid. Um, 
Anyway, uh, I'm going to start burning through a few of these because we're starting to run a little bit long. Um, yeah. Have, the idea here was like we were maybe only going to talk about the ones that multiple people Why wanted to like talk about. Why don't we just like hit the highlights? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to say some things out loud. Here's tactics. Uh, probably don't care about. Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, Fast and the Furious Crossroads. Anybody got anybody Fast and Furious fan? No. Well, I yeah. mean, they're, I like them, but no, this is the video game is not going to be anything. This ain't it. That's kind of how I feel about Marvel's The Avengers, uh, to a certain degree. Uh, I think it's cool that you can play as Kamala Khan, I guess. Wasteland 3, pff, I've never played Wasteland 2. Man Eater is that people shark like game. She's a people like those games. <laughs> <laughs> like Wasteland 2? Yeah, people like, those are big, I think, so. Are they? Okay. Uh, um, yeah, as uh, Danielle so graciously sang us into, we got Man Eater, uh, which is like that shark game where you play as a shark. Uh, yep. The Last of Us Part Two looks like a lot more Last of Us. New yeah. World. I kind of, I kind of like that trailer. I got oh. excited about the the big kiss. Oh sure. I I'm gonna play that game. Like I I. Do, yeah. do you want to talk about it a little bit? We can talk about it. I mean, we can. I could just make it quick. I I don't think that. Ugh, God, people feel. I feel like it's really like you love it or hate it with that game. Uh, a lot of people are like it's fucking trash, and a lot of people are like it's the greatest thing I've ever experienced in my life, and yeah. I. I definitely don't think it's either of those things, uh, but I, I enjoy a well-made cinematic game if it actually is pretty well-made, and I liked the first one, I liked the DLC, and I liked that kiss. It might suck. Yeah. It might have bad politics. It'll probably have bad politics, but uh, I might still like it, so that's I, what I got. My thing with, uh, I like The Last of Us 1 just fine. I My thing with The Last of Us a lot, I remember people being very upset by that final decision in that game, because like, people being like, well, it's not, he doesn't make the logical choice, and it's just like, yes, fa- because humans, famously, always super logical, and if you could just yep. like argue with people enough, you will eventually fig- get to the right choice every single time. That's how people... And those people are do. online, and they yell at me every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got New World, which is a game I did not even know existed. Apparently, it's a British supernatural colonialism sim for, uh, MMO from Amazon Game oh, Studios. Good. Cool. Yeah, I right. was I was looking up that. It looks like nothing. Um, <laughs> uh, we can't go through this entire list of games that don't have dates. That was the last game on this list that had a date attached to it. Um, so I'm just gonna I am gonna just take Mara's advice here and just gonna hit some highlights because. Some of these don't really need to be talked about at length, and I just don't think people on this call are the people to talk about things like Crusader Kings Three. Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, I will enjoy it. I'm just not going to play it. I'm going to enjoy the fuck right. out of it watching Nick Brecken play it. I was going to so, say like yeah. nothing. Few things are going to make me <laughs> as sad for the death of Idle Thumbs than yep. like not having Cru- when Crusader Kings Three comes out. We've got twelve minutes. Well, if you go if you go to the Idle Thumbs Twitch, uh, Nick actually does play a lot of does games he? often oh. and. It, it's something. It's something. I know it's not much, but it's something. Yeah, it's cool. So. I, I did not know that, so that is good to know. Yeah. Uh, we got twelve minutes, which is that uh, time loop adventure. One of several time loop games, as it turns out, in twenty coming out twenty twenty or <laughs> yeah, beyond. is Death Loop coming out this year? I doubt it, considering it was just all they showed was that yeah. uh, CG trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excited for that someday. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll happen. I bet. Um, we've got Axiom Verge two. It's another uh, where the fuck do I go game. Yep. Uh, Boyfriend Dungeon. We've got a very fun video with the developers of that game on the site. Uh, Bravely Default 2, which is the third Bravely Default game. <laughs> oh my god. Which I find very funny. Uh, I do not like that first game at all, but I know people really love it. 
Uh, I reviewed it. Did you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I, I don't like the tone or the characters uh, or the art style, and the combat was like trying something, but like I feel like other turn-based RPGs have accomplished the same thing much better. Instead, because bravely fairy, default, fairy flies, airy lies. Yeah. You know. And that is so. the thing. The thing about, okay, I just want to say one thing about Bravely Default because I do have opinions about turn-based combat in RPGs, especially right now with, uh, I've been playing a lot of Etrian Odyssey. Like, the, the whole thing with Bravely Default is that it basically, like, tried to make um, turn-based combat and random encounters less of a pain in the ass by, like, letting you adjust how often the encounters happened or how easy the battles were, just on the yeah. fly at all times. Um Instead of just making the combat good, <laughs> instead it's just like you can just skip the combat or or turn it off completely and then grind at your leisure and stuff like that. Instead of just making a good, interesting battle system, they they just like ma- like gave you a menu where you could turn stuff on and or off. And there are games that just make good, interesting turn-based combat. The Shin Megami Tensei franchise, I think, is absolutely one of the best in the world. If people want like a good portable RPG with amazing combat, go play Strange Journey Redux for the 3DS. So good. Uh, Dark Pictures Anthology, Little Hope. It's the next uh, Dark Pictures Anthology game from the makers of Until Dawn. I wanted to bring this one up because uh, we have some horror fans in the chat. Yeah. Uh, Looks like it's going to be kind of more of a supernatural monster in the woods kind of story. I did not play Man of Medan. I don't know, Merritt, Danielle, did either of you? Did not play it, but I meant to. (laughs) Yeah, same. Yeah, no, uh, didn't play it, unfortunately. Uh... It sounded pretty cool. I mean, it yeah. had um, what's his name worked on it. Um, that horror guy. Oh, well, the guy who worked on Until Dawn. Is he still on Man of Medan? The guy who did Wendigo. Yes. Um, yeah. That's him. He's in that. He's in Until Dawn. He's a character in that game. Oh, how fun! Yeah, it he does not. Things do not go well for him in that game. Uh, <laughs> Until Dawn is cool though. Uh, yeah, so Dawn is great. Yeah. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, before a little hope comes out, I'm gonna play Man of Badan. I think I have a code for it still sitting around somewhere, so maybe we can talk Hell about that yeah. later. Da, da, da. They're making a new Dark Alliance uh, with Drizzt to Erden. Oh wow, he's still around. Uh, apparently, uh, this yeah. one is set in the Icewind Dale. You might know um, mm. of Icewind Dale fame. Uh, they showed that trailer. The Dark Alliance games were kind of like console Diablo back in the day, um, and they were cool as hell. And they're making another one, I guess. Uh, but it seems like it's maybe more of like an over-the-shoulder type thing. Um, but you can play as a Drizzt, I guess. Uh, da, 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 Dying Light 2, I saw that 83. Empire of Sin is that, like, uh, Prohibition-era XCOM from Brenda Romero. Huh. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah, it seems like it might be cool. I don't think we know a ton about it. Speaking of games, we don't know a ton of... Oh, sorry. I thought somebody was going to say something. Nope. I ruined my own segue. Speaking of things we Aww. don't know much about, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, a game that feels like it's going to be here in five minutes and I know nothing about, except that it's set in feudal Japan. I think there's stealth in it, and that's the one thing that could save this for me, is sure. if it's like an actual cool stealth game. I do like a good uh, stealth. Cool. That's uh, all I got. Griftlands <laughs> is a really neat game from Clay Entertainment that's in early access right now. It is a deck building game, but like conflict huh. resolution, you have two different decks. Uh, one is for combat and one is for um, conversation. You like you like negotiate and haggle with your uh, clients. You're like a bounty hunter and go on quests. And when you like get your rewards for quests, you have to like in- enter into like uh, like. Uh, 
it's very similar style of deck-based combat that people who have played Slay the Spire or SteamWorld Quest will recognize, but um, you're, like, doing things like Witty Remark and, like, um, Haggle and all that stuff to try and, like, change your quests and change your rewards that you get from quests and stuff like that, and it's neat. Mm, Halo Infinite? Anybody? Yay. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah? The, man, the chief is here to finish the fight. One more time. <laughs> Finally. Finish the fight. Um, or I, will he keep going on infinitely? Yeah, you know, it's going to keep on going infinitely because it's, it's a fucking live game. <laughs> it's going to be a live game. I'm convinced. Uh, I have no reason to believe this other than my other pet theory that the running there were remember did y'all play halo 5 i'll make this quick yeah there's running around areas in halo 5 where you don't do halo stuff you talk to people and i'm convinced those are scrapped open world bits and or towns that they couldn't figure out how to repurpose so they put them in there because the game is wildly paced otherwise um and i'm convinced that they're gonna move forward with that it's gonna be a live game i have no yeah I, i bet you're right I don't know why you call Master that game Chief's gonna in be Halo in Infinite. It. Yeah, he will be. Uh, just quick shout out to Hades. Speaking of, uh, yeah, uh, early. Have That's you played cool. this, Daniel? I've not played it yet. I just like that studio. I like stuff they oh, make. They yeah. haven't made a, a bad one yet. IMO. Uh, uh, so yeah. yeah, excited. I've played a lot of this in early access, and I've talked about it on this podcast, so I don't need to go deep into it, but it's coming out of early access sometime this year, and boy howdy, I love Hades, and I've just been, every couple of months I get back into it again for like a few runs, it's like a roguelike, top-down RPG kind of thing, Um, and I love it, but I am trying to ration myself on it and not try to play too much of it because i know it's going to be you know complete one day but but like it's hard because every three weeks i'm on their discord and every three weeks they put out like another major patch um that completely like recontextualizes that whole game and it's just like they are so consistent and it always feels like way bigger than it has any right to be uh, quick, another quick shout out to Humankind, which is just—it's a 4X game from Amplitude Studios. I don't know a ton about it, but um, Dylan included it as his like most anticipated game of 2020, so I wanted to uh, say that. Um, any no more heroes fans in the in the podcast? <laughs> uh, let me let me just go no. back in time. Uh, Travis touchdown. Let me go back <laughs> in time name. ten years. Uh huh. It's, oh my god. That game was, like, and I don't mean this in a bad sense. That game was a joke. The first No More Heroes was a joke that was being played on, by Suda, on open world games. Mm. (laughs) It was, it's, like, an open world that's totally empty, and you do really boring minigames to make money, Mm -hmm. and, like, it was it was just like a parody, at least that part of it, of like Grand Theft Auto and the other open world games that were really big at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Travis is supposed to suck. Like yeah. the problem yeah. is, this was one of those games where like people were just like like it was supposed to be like you shouldn't like this guy. Uh, this game is supposed to be like kind of boring and bad, but everyone was like, "Oh, this guy rules!" This guy who like has pictures of like animated children uh, all over his clothing is so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and I played the first one and I liked it. It was like really inventive and yeah. it was a pseudo game and it was cool. The second one I heard was like not as good, and then they just released 
that mini game collection last year, which was bad, <laughs> apparently. Um, I have a I copy have... of No More Heroes 2 at my feet right now. Just completely oh, really? coincidentally. At your feet! Yeah. Does he have two swords in that one? I forget. Uh, on the box art, he does have two swords. Yeah. Yes. He looks very mad about something. Um, yeah, I don't know. that. <laughs> I don't know why they're... Like, does he, did he want to do another one? Were they like... I don't know. Did those them, games sell the men, well? Were they like, you have to do another one? I, I wonder if, like, those games sold comparatively. Well, they couldn't have because if they had sold comparatively well, they would have made a new one more recently than this, right? Uh, yeah, no, I don't think they did very well. Pseudo games um, never do, but... Yeah. Um, apparently they're talking about porting the first two to uh, okay. the Switch, but there's no confirmation. But but So three is coming out for the switch this is very weird yeah i don't know i like that trailer that they did for three that like fake et thing did you see that Mm -hmm. Um, no there's like a trailer where it's like this mac and me ass like um child (laughs) sending off like uh an alien his alien friend to back to be back with his own home planet or whatever and he says like one day timmy will meet again and then like it cuts forward to like 30 years in the future and like the, apparently this is the premise of the game but like it it cuts forward to 30 years in the future and like that kid has used his weird ET powers that he got to make himself into like a rich asshole CEO and like the alien the that baby alien ET friend that he had comes back to earth uh, with and has conquered the galaxy um, <laughs> and become like an intergalactic king and has like an army of various um uh, alien space warriors at his disposal, and you, as Travis, are like fighting your way through those alien space warriors. I guess. So. Yeah, he's fighting wow. aliens in this one. Yeah. Uh, I, so I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I gotta I gotta wait and see. But also, Suda man, he's like Travis is going to go up against Avengers scale threats like Thanos. I mean, not literally Thanos, but like. He's comparing it to the Avengers. Yeah, well, there's like a... They talk about superhero... Like, the whole thing is like the alien guy in this one. He's like, I'm a goddamn superhero. Because he's like, well, superheroes are popular on your planet, it looks like. So I'm going to... to when I conquer it, I'm going to say that I'm a superhero. And, like, that's how I'm going to assimilate all you people is because I'm I'm a superhero. And I'm going to make myself the good guy. As I believe what that trailer is kind of getting across. So, And then Travis is like... The way the reason he's going around killing them is because he's like trying to. Because in the first game, he is an assassin. I want to say he like buys a lightsaber in the mail, and that he becomes an assassin. Yeah, right. And he has to like hunt and like kill through the ranks of assassins to become the number one assassin of the world. I think it's the same premise. He's going up the superhero rankings to become the number one superhero in the world. But all the superheroes are like asshole oh. aliens. Oddworld Soulstorm is a new Oddworld game. Um. Huh. Turns out they don't just port Stranger's Wrath to every single console ever made. Uh, they There's can make one. new ones. Yeah, there is a new one. I watched the trailer for it before this, and I have no fucking idea what it is. <laughs> like, they're, it's on Oddworld, and they're on a train, and they're like... Train world. Yeah, they go towards the city. It's, it's Snowpiercer! Not really! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I like Stranger's Wrath uh, a good deal. I don't know. Sorry, Any other... I am sorry. I am looking at this list. 
Yeah. Um, and the words Pokemon Sleeper next to each other, and I completely forgot about that as a concept. <laughs> Pokemon Sleep. Um, yeah. 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 Pokemon you, don't, you don't remember that like hour where everyone was like talking about Pokemon Sleep? I do not. It, you, it's like a sleep tracking thing, and the better you sleep, the more Pikachu can eat. And if you sleep poorly, he died. Uh, does oh not. Oh my god! That's that's like its own horrible, you know, yeah. self fulfilling prophecy. Because yeah. your anxiety is going to keep you awake, and then he's mm-hmm. going to die. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! So yeah. Uh, it's one of the. Like, this is a very common thing, apparently. Like these, like sleep tracking apps that like take people's sleep data and then sell them to Google or whatever. Um, but apparently they made one for Pokemon now. so Or they will. It's not out yet. Uh, also not out yet is Danielle's most anticipated game of 2020, Psychonauts By 2. By far. Far and away. Far and away. I'll make it super quick. Psychonauts is... Okay, so before Prey and Into the Breach came out, it was like my number one favorite game of all time. Mm. So it's still up there. It's still like a top three favorite game of all time. I think it's funny and sweet and cute and like heartwarming and also it's a 3d platformer which i love right. i know my tastes don't line up with like anybody else's on this <laughs> website which is very funny to me sometimes it was very apparent on the game of the decade stuff but uh i have i don't know if this one's going to be nearly as good or as you know sort of uh like heartwarming and really sort of direct and and beautiful as the first one, but I, I have to believe. I just have to believe. I, I do want to point out that I actually loved the first Psychonauts when I was younger. Oh, okay. Like I I was I was definitely a Tim Schafer kid. I like in that sense of like sure. like people who were like too young to remember playing any Tim Schafer games prior to Psychonauts, but like got way into like the idea of it. <laughs> like it's like oh yeah, sure. funny game, full throttle. That looks cool. Um, but I really, really like. Full Throttle. I would absolutely recommend, even in the year of our Lord 2020. That's a great game. They did a remake. Wait, which game? Yeah, Full Throttle. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. It's on PS4. I definitely played played it most recently as a kid. Yeah, it's great. It's actually really great. So. Yeah. One of these days I'll get to it. And, you know, uh, just in terms of taste, Danielle, I just want you to know, I like a lot of the same games that you like. I just don't think I like them as much as you do. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, that's I fair. like an immersive sim. I just don't think I like Dishonored, like, if that makes sense. It's okay. It's okay. I understand. Uh, does anybody like Hellblade? The first one. Okay, I I, didn't, I, I didn't play it, and I watched the trailer for the second one, and I was just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> like, yeah. it's just like a woman sc- screaming, like, yeah. shouting, like, rhythmically. It was just, like, very confusing. I never played the first one either. It was, my understanding of it is that it was, like, a third-person action game where you played as a Viking woman who had schizophrenia, uh, and they brought in a bunch of, like, um consultants and stuff like that to talk about schizophrenia and make that game, like try to be at least try to be um kind of sensitive on the topic uh and there are very differing views on how successful they were and i don't know really know what they're doing with the sequel there was also that whole thing whether where like it was like unclear whether there was permadeath like right yeah and it turns out that there wasn't but like i forget why but people were under the impression that like that if you died enough times, the game would just, like, wipe your save. Right. I forgot yep. all about that. Huh. Yeah, there was some there was some weird thing in there where it's, like, if you died enough... Yeah, they maybe tried to do some, like, Eternal Darkness type stuff. It's like, you know, we've corrupted your save data. Whoa! Um, anyway, Nikki, I have a game on here for you. <laughs> called Hell Session. Yeah. yeah um, uh, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I, I mean, it's it. It is 
not going to scratch the, uh, I don't think it's going to scratch the open world kind of comedy itch that that Scratch 3, no, that Skate 3 um, did, but I'm excited that someone else is making a skateboard video game, Mm -hmm. because we needed, I would like another one of those. You know, Skatebird, I think, it's not on this list, but I think that's out this year. Oh, that is also oh, coming yeah. out this year. That's like a Tony Hawk-like. Yeah. Like, um, With cute birds. Yeah. Whereas this is more of a skate thing, but like you said, like maybe not as much slapstick. Yeah. Uh, Streets of Rage 4. Merit, I, I don't know why I think this, but I just assume Streets of Rage is the thing you played when you were a kid. <laughs> uh, I never owned a Sega Genesis when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Um, my f- a friend of mine did, and... Um, I, I did play Streets of Rage on their uh, Sega, but I played four. Nikki and I played four. At oh, really? Okay. And, and Merrick uh, kicked me in the head. Right. Continuing yes. our tradition, <laughs> yeah. uh, I did. I did kick Nikki in the head. Uh, and someone's Tamagotchi yeah. just hatched. Yeah, a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> it looks. It looks cool. Um, that and um, the other one that they're doing. Windjammers. Windjammers, Windjammers. too. Yeah. Both look pretty cool, and um, it seems like they're doing good work over there. So, uh, I don't think any of us are the target audience for Rainbow Six Quarantine, so I'm going to jump on to Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, which is my runner-up for most anticipated game of 2020. Uh, I don't know a ton about it, honestly. Um, I just think that first game looked really cool and i could be into more of that you know don't we also have a friend writing this that's also kara ellison i was gonna say like (laughs) (laughs) another time we've had to say this on the same episode right Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah she totally is uh working on it yeah uh, she she and uh uh chris brian mitsota oh yeah okay more people looks like yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I tried playing that first game uh, last year or something like that. It was very funny to me that John DiMaggio is like a weird sort of... He looks like Lobo from DC Comics in it, uh, and that was <laughs> cool. Uh, I modded the hell out of it and stuff like that. It was like, this seems cool now that I've got it like working, so I'll come back to this eventually, and then I didn't. Uh, but that game was, as I wrote in that piece, a uh, game that like... Um, uh, sorry, I just got a message here. Um, yeah, that game um, was a thing that I saw on things like X-Play and stuff like that quite a lot. Um, and it was always, like, yeah. talked about in hushed tones as, like, oh, this is that, like, for PC <laughs> kids, like, this is the thing that you will play or that, you, that, that you're missing out on because you, you're a console, you know, pleb. Uh, and more of that, you know, uh, getting a chance to jump into that world and universe and stuff like that, that would be interesting. Uh, Watch Dogs Legion, eh. No, but you can be the old lady. <laughs> you can remember? be the old lady. You can be the old lady. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might it, be fun. Yeah, that might be fun. I liked Watch Dogs 2 a lot. That game was better than it had any right to be. Uh, and then finally on this list, yeah, my most anticipated game of 2020, Yakuza 7 Like a Dragon. I'm actually not going to talk a ton about it right now, because we just talked about Yakuza a whole bunch already. Um... But, uh, yeah, it's looks cool. It's They're doing turn-based combat. Like, you can summon... You have summons in that game, but it's, like, just... Oh, you're yeah. Using, yeah. You summon uh, a dragon, right? You can, uh, you can summon... So your summons in that game are your character using, like, TaskRabbit to call, um, 
like for various things and it's like in one of them it's like he like orders crab um like just like i need some crab you know uh to eat and you order it and then suddenly like boxes of crabs just rain down from the sky and um start spilling out and pinching your enemies and stuff because your character my understanding is your character in that game is like obsessed with dragon quest <clears throat> and oh. he visualizes all of the combat in that world as a turn-based strategy game, or as a turn-based oh combat, God. because he loves Dragon Quest so much. <laughs> um, and that's about it. Uh, that's video games. That's going to be video games for this podcast for the week of January for... Oh, fuck. I almost got it right. <laughs> I was trying to say it almost slow. Almost got it. January 7th, 2020, that is going to be our episode of Fan With, if everybody's all right with that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We did it! We did Yay. it. We got through the whole list, more or less. That's every Yeah, game. we did. I'm proud. Now, yeah. no one else say that you're announcing a video game that's coming out this year. Yes, please, <laughs> yes, please God. Um, so, while we're uh, all wrapping up here, does anybody want to tell us where they can find us, like you, Nikki? All right. How about Danielle? <laughs> uh, sorry, you actually cut out. Yeah, you cut out. Oh, I was like, confused. I think, I think yeah, I know wasn't where sure if going. that was just me. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Normally, that was that was what happened. But I can start. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Danielle R I. Beautiful, Nikki. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter.com at Godzilla G O D S E W A. And Merit. At Merit K M E R R I T T K. And you can find me at Steven Strum on Twitter, S-T-E-V-E-N-S-T-R-O-M. You can also read everything we do at fanbyte.com. That is fanbyte with a Y. You can also go to twitch.tv slash fanbyte to go watch things like Late Lunch, a series that Nikki does with one editor-in-chief, John Warren. You can also download that mm-hmm. as a podcast, uh, I believe, uh, on oh. its own. Anywhere you download podcasts. Uh, and if you stick around till next Thursday, we will have a new episode of You Love to See It, our movie watch and rewatch podcast. We got a very exciting new episode coming up this Thursday that we just recorded yesterday. Uh, Woo! Yeah, I'm very excited for people to hear that because I think that was a really, really good episode. Um, it was a good one. Run. Yeah. And with that, uh, does anybody want to close us out? Nikki, how about you? Okay. Um,. Thanks for the knowledge. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.